That's what he's now able to do with this robotic butthole he has. Bionic butthole. Do you think it makes like that noise, like the the uh, six million dollar man that like when it opens up? Right. That's not what the sound is in the six million dollar man. Yeah, it is. Okay, you try it. <laughs> it's more like. It is not. It's more like a. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. Wow, that was rather authoritative there, Wacker. I'm doing it straightforward. Because <laughs> I had a mishap there before we started the show. Yeah, you know, I might actually include that mishap as an outtake because mm-hmm. it was kind of funny, and now you're covered in beer. Yeah, what what were good. you trying to do the, with the initial introduction? I was trying to do like a merman voice through beer. Like, and okay, just, so gargle really just, beer and talk in a gargly voice. I didn't get a good enough angle on my mouth, and it kind of just spilled all over And myself. And what inspired you to do this? Was, uh, I'm just trying to make it just, interesting. It's just creative. <laughs> So Wacker, to um, not commit suicide. Yeah, I know <laughs> the things we do to not commit suicide, Every like day. podcasting. So uh, Wackerly, um, as you know, we are a day late here with the show, and uh, you know, I, 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 we mentioned it last week, so I don't feel any need to apologize. But um, I do notice that you seem to have a uh, contemptuous expression on your face. Is it because of the late hour or the fact that it's Thursday? You should be at the bar drinking. Uh, I just am generally contemptuous. It doesn't really have anything to do with this okay, show so it's being just, tonight or anything like that. It's just general disdain for it's just, uh, uh, life. Let's get let's get on with it. You know, get on with the show. Yeah. No, I agree. But the, the reason uh, we were a day late you is were because traveling? yeah, I had to uh, go back to Michigan to uh, look after the rabbi. The rabbi's had a series of operations this past year. I think um, he's going to be in good health. Mm-hmm. 2010 will be a good year for How the rabbi. How far is his cock extended at this point? Well, that's the thing. It's, it's the or late... is it, was this the ball inflation surgery? No, it wasn't the ball enhancement. That's okay. going to be probably around the summer 2010. Right, but good. the penis lengthening, it was mainly the girth that he's been working on now. Oh, okay. And, uh, he's widening know, it. Yeah. Widening the shaft. Yeah, he's widening the shaft. He's just uh, increasing the girth. And that so it's like the width of, of like a Torah roll right now. It's, it's a probably yeah, a smaller Torah, not okay. like a full like Not full the full, rolled up like Torah. half the rolled up thing. A half know? rolled yeah. up Torah that's about up, the, yeah. the thickness, okay. yeah. But, uh, you know, it took him a little bit. He had to uh, rest up. Um, and, yeah, so I ended up having to go to Detroit for about a week. And I must say Detroit was freezing. It oh, was yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very it's cold in Detroit. <laughs> I always say I'll never go back. It's balmy climate in the wintertime. <laughs> but I always say I never go back to Michigan in uh, the winter yeah. or in the middle of summer. But um, I kinda, Michigan keeps pulling you back in. I, I keep having to go back there. <laughs> and so I had to spend a lot of time, because uh, you know, I don't really know anybody in Detroit. It's snowing outside, so it's not like I'm gonna, my dad's going to be like, ah, just go drive around, go to the bar, and uh, uh-huh. get wasted. Yeah. And plus, I don't know. Well, you, you know, could the, get gone sledding with your dad or something. We, Snowshoeing, ice skating. Tobogganing. Yeah. He, he, he's no stranger to the toboggan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't know my way around that area, so I'm pretty much stuck in my dad's house. We watched a lot of movies. And uh, one thing I learned about my father is uh, the rabbi has probably one of the worst taste in movies for a grown man that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, my, How my, so? My father likes rom-coms. He's a big fan of romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. What kind of movies does your dad watch? Uh, my dad doesn't watch movies. He never watches movies? What does he watch, he watch on TV? He watches the first five minutes of a movie, and then he sleeps on the couch. That's kind of what my dad does, too. Like, yeah. But my dad lasts for about I think 15. my dad probably also likes the rom-coms, though, if he was forced to watch something. Because when you're old, you don't want some, like, heavy fucking movie, like, giving you thoughts about things. You just want to be like, yeah, I just want to watch something that makes me forget about all everything, like, even how to think. Dude, when even, I'm like, old... Issue, I don't want to watch a movie with any issues in it. When I don't want to be. Old, I don't want to be thrilled. Dude, I'm not, not going thrillers. to watch Jennifer Aniston movies when I'm 60. You, you say that now, but you have no idea. I will make you a a wager. Okay, we'll bet two. By the way, it's two forty. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is, I don't see myself by the you know as I mature and get into my golden right. years, saying, "Hey, I you know I really want to watch a romantic comedy." Do you have anything with Julia Roberts? Well, she'll be fucking <laughs> dead by then, like old and shriveled. There'll be some other new young chick who's. You know, now not even born yet is going to be thirty years younger than you, and you're going to watch her prance about in her like little mini skirt dress, dude. You don't want to see her naked because that's too much excitement. I mean, you're not like looking to get your heart rate elevated. You're just being like, oh yeah, she's like a really hot chick. Oh, I remember young love. Are you going to develop a British accent when you get older? I'm planning on it. (laughs) But you know, so we go to Blockbuster Video to Uh go rent videos. That's what people do in Michigan, and uh, you know, we're walking around. I was like. So, Dad, you know, I say we get Terminator Salvation. He's like, no. <laughs> how about the Transformers movie? No. He's like, all right. How about uh, Funny People? He's like, how about this? And he had The Proposal uh-huh. with Sandra Bullock. I was like, I'm not watching The Proposal. He's oh, like, wait. It, isn't, that's not the... Uh, <laughs> that's not that um, Nick Cave movie? That's pretty violent. That's The Proposition. Oh. I would have been down with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sandra Bullock wasn't in the Nick Cave movie. <laughs> you should have switched that would it be out. Good. Maybe your dad wouldn't have realized. <laughs> So, uh, when is Sandra Bullock going to become in the, on the scene? Just a minute, Dad. She's like one of the cowgirls later on. And why is that, why is that guy getting shot in the face? Uh, that's uh, Sandra Bullock's uh, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> well, so anyway, I ended up getting that movie State of Play, which was decent. And uh, he rented the proposal, and then he bought a few movies. He purchased some movie with Julia Roberts called Notting Hill. Oh, yes. Dude, I lasted about 10 minutes into that movie. Huge grants in it. Uh Uh-huh. Before you blew your load? No. Before I uh, just had to leave the room in disgust. And my dad loved it. He thought it was one of the best movies he's ever seen. mm -hmm. He said there was no violence, there was no murder, and no sex. And I was like, what? 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 Why would you watch a movie if it doesn't have those three things? He's not looking to be overstimulated like that. I guess maybe at that time, but I don't know. <laughs> he just wants to be lulled into a stupor, which is exactly what those movies do. Now, if you ask me why like girls our age like them, I, I have no idea. I don't know why they love being lulled into a stupor. Well, did like your that. girlfriend make you watch those type of movies? <laughs> I don't do shit for my girlfriend like that. <laughs> she asked, and I'd say no. I, I refuse. I steadfastly refuse to watch I did want to see the... What's that fucking movie? Good hair, but never happened. If there's titties, maybe. It's not about pubic hair. It's about black women's hair. Oh, I don't know why you'd want to see that wackily. It's uh, it was produced and directed by uh, Chris Rock. He's and he's like the main interviewer guy. It's supposed to be pretty funny. And it's a documentary about yeah, their it's hair. A documentary. Oh, that might be it because you can see all the different kind of weaves. Yeah, exactly. I'm fascinated by that and the ke- the chemical processors they use and all that shit. 
So the only way I could lull myself into a stupor to deal with Michigan is to steal my dad's Vicodin because he right. had an operation. And it, it was funny because the doctor, and this is kind of a weird thing too, his doctor was probably three years younger than me. Have, uh-huh. you, have you been through that where like, no, you, see, you meet the doctor and you're I like, go to the doctor. Well, it's, it's weird where we're at that age now where doctors are younger than us. Right. Made me feel they're just old. they're probably been out of the you know their residency a couple of years. A couple of years, yeah. And then making, this guy probably mad money. And this guy's probably like thirty two. Obviously, way more successful than Jewish? I will ever be. Yeah, this guy was Jewish. I think his uh, last name was like Bergman or something. <laughs> and so my dad only goes to Jewish doctors. He's old school. Eh, Indian doctors are all right too. He, yeah, I actually don't mind. I mean, I I really don't choose my doctor depending on their ethnic origin. But uh-huh. my father. Only Jews. Right. He only has Jewish doctors. And he'll my, say, he's my a doctor, member of Temple Israel. That's why I go to him. My doctor's name is Bloom, but I think I got fooled. I think he's a Gentile. Is it Bloomberg? No, it's B-L-O-O-M. Is it Bloombergstein? It's just Bloom. Oh, he's probably I thought, may, I thought maybe it was B-L-U-M, but I was wrong. He's probably a Gentile. Ugh, Watch out. Watch out for those Gentiles. Because they're the type of guys, like Jewish doctors, you he's know... He's going to try and leech me or something. Well, no, if you go to a Jewish doctor, you know they're not going to give you, like... You know, laughing gas and put you under, then diddle you. Christian doctors, Gentiles, yeah. they're the ones that will fondle your testicles. Yeah, I know. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying be I'm not wary. Letting him put me under. Yeah, I'm just saying be wary when he puts you under. So anyway, my dad's Jewish doctor, this young guy, was like, okay, you know, uh, Rabbi, you're probably going to be in a little bit of pain after the procedure and everything. You know, I'll prescribe you some Vicodin. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad was like, no, I, I don't like Vicodin. It makes me sleepy. I don't want it. It's fine. Tylenol's fine. I was like, Dad, Dad. I'll just watch Huge Grant and, <laughs> yeah, Dad, and Julia Roberts. That puts me to sleep. Notting Hill is my, my Vicodin. My shaft pain. <laughs> well, I was just like, Dad, uh, you know what? I was like, <laughs> we, up, we need up. Vicodin here. You might want it later. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you might need it. You never know about the, the type of pain, the anguish you might be in. And he's just like, oh, okay. And then I said to the doctor, I was like, so do you have any... Vicodin without the acetaminophen, just pure Norcos. Yeah. And he just kind of looks at me as like, uh, no, <laughs> no. So he prescribed my, my father just some pretty weak Vicodin. My dad didn't even take any. So the whole time I was there, I was taking this type of Vicodin. You got to take five and drink half a bottle of wine or like right. half a 40 to even feel it. Yeah. But it did lull me into a snorting stupor. it. You know, I didn't try snorting it. I, I, I didn't shove it rectally either. Oh, I just, okay. I just oh. took it orally. Just and saying, these are ideas. I, I guess it could have worked. But the only way I could really weather Michigan was to um, take a lot of Vicodin, uh-huh. drink a lot of wine, and watch my new favorite television program. Which is? Steven Seagal, Lawman. Oh. Have you seen that? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. I mean, I would have to like go find it on Hulu or something, dude. Which I would maybe get, it's there. I would get high out of my mind, like high beyond my like out of my gourd, and sit there in my dad's chair and just watch a marathon session of that because A and E would play them back to back of like That's four, nice. four. It's cops, but with Steven Seagal. Can't go wrong there. Well, I guess the what, is, what, now is he breaking fools' arms backwards and stuff like that, or. Well, he's not breaking... Is he hitting dudes in the face with a pool pool cue? <laughs> no, he, he's not going to that extreme. At least the episodes... I, yeah, pretty much what I've seen, he doesn't really do much at all, really. Uh-huh. Are there any parts on a boat where he's the chef? He's No, he's not, on a, he's not a chef. He's he not fighting any pon- Jamaicans. Does he still have his ponytail? He does have the ponytail. All right, fair enough. But, you know, so for over the past 20 years, it turns out that uh, Steven Seagal, the martial arts action hero, movie star... Married to Kelly LeBrock? 
At one formerly, point? Formerly, formerly, uh, not, not anymore. anymore. Well, she's probably ugly now anyway, so fuck her. And she's probably old. Yeah. Snapping turtle. Yeah. Um, he's been a deputy for the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office in Louisiana. And this is right outside of, uh, this parish is right outside of New Orleans, so it's, right. it's really ghetto. So he doesn't live in Beverly Hills anymore? <laughs> he just, you know, A&E probably pays him, you know, a couple mil to go out there and rough up black people. A couple mil? Uh, probably. Don't you think a million dollars probably <laughs> to do that show? I don't know if he commands that I mean, I, I seriously, Maybe. it should be Steven Seagal, lawman who fucks with black people. That's what I would call the show, because really? that's all he does. I didn't see him arrest or stop a single white person. So you think there's disproportionate focus but, on the blacks? Dude, he would drive around. And first of all, a deputy, correct me if I'm wrong, a deputy is not a policeman. Uh, anyone could be a deputy. If I was a sheriff, I could deputize you, right? Well, you're conf- dep- the term deputy is different than, I think, deputized. Yes. If you're just deputized, that doesn't really mean jack shit. Well, they give Steven Like an Se- honorary police person. Well, they give Steven Seagal a gun. He's got a taser. Uh-huh. He is can go one, out. Is there one bullet in it like Barney Fife? <laughs> Did he shoot anybody? <laughs> no, he didn't. But uh, so, so what basically happens, they drive through the ghetto mm-hmm. looking for black people to fuck with. Well, that's where the black people are. The, so. the black people live in the ghetto. And, and in Louisiana, there's real ghettos. I mean, those are like yeah. you know, ghettos where you don't see white people. So maybe that's now, why. I was led to believe people. by the news that all the black people got washed out to sea in, in, in New Orleans. That's well, not true? Some of them climbed up into trees and waited for the waters to uh, recede. Perfect. And really? then they came back down and now inhabit the ghetto I'm once glad again. you have this kind of knowledge about the world, so I'm not in the dark. Well, don't worry about it. You know, I, I was born in Louisiana, so oh, okay. I, I know about that culture. Uh-huh. And so does Steven Seagal, apparently. <laughs> and so, anyway, he drives through, and people, you should watch us. He, he gets an SUV with a couple other really fat, middle-aged deputies. They okay. drive around, and they find, like, you know, a couple black kids, like teenagers, walking, and then Steven Seagal will be like, slow down. And you'll see these two kids walking. And then they show this shot of, like, I think it's like Steven Seagal's extrasensory perception. His spider sense. His spider sense, yeah. His Seagal sense. And so it goes black and white, and it's like a bright strobe light on his face, and it zooms in on these dudes, and it goes back to Steven Seagal's face. Is he also a cyborg? I don't know what what exactly it's supposed to signify, this light. But he'll stop me and be like, that guy has something in his pocket. Uh-huh. And then they'll be like, you okay, do a get horrible him. Steven Seagal impression. By well, the way. He, he's got that uh, that kind of low voice. <laughs> There's something in his pocket. There's something in his pocket. And <laughs> then they're say, like, you sound like a tranny. <laughs> <laughs> he does kind of have a deep husky voice. So they'll pull up, but he's, it's also kind of like a New York type accent. Right. Right. <laughs> and so they'll pull over, and then they'll grab these black guys and like throw them against the car and search yeah. their pockets. Well, and if, yeah. they, if they find a joint, then Steven Seagal will be like, we're taking drugs off the street. All right. And then he puts it in his pocket. And they, yeah. And they don't like put it in his pocket and then they'll get back in the car. Oh, you know, we're doing a lot of important work here. We're taking drugs off the street. Next thing you know, they'll have a marijuana cigarette and then it's gone. <laughs> and you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the funniest part about it is when the, when the, when the, the felons or not even felons, but like the teenagers, the black guys are like right. the urban youth, the urban youth are like, are you Steven Seagal? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Marked for death was great, motherfucker. <laughs> or like well, one girl was like, I don't even like your movies. And he's then just he like, really beats her ass because she deserves like, it. I'm not a movie star now. I'm a deputy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing. All, all I got to say, take a bunch of Viking and drink half a yeah. bottle of wine and watch Steven Seagal Lawman. And next thing you know, it'll be three days later. Yeah. And then you can leave Detroit. 
I watched a bit of the uh, the Jersey Shore show. Not to go off on a tangent, but have I haven't seen actually that seen that. But there's yeah. controversy extremely surrounding good. that show. It's extremely good. Is it just a bunch of Goombas? Yeah. You know, Guido's beating the <laughs> Guido's shit out of each other. Super Mario Brothers. Smacking women around. Chef <laughs> <laughs> Boyardee's. Uh, it's good. I'm not going to even talk about it, but it's worth it. No, nah, I haven't actually, uh, I haven't seen that yet. But, uh, Check it out. Okay, well, we'll, uh, we'll recommend, sick and wrong TV recommendation here. Steven Seagal Lawman and uh, New Jersey Shore. Actually, I think you should probably combine the two. Like, if they combine, if A&E... Um, it would be too much testosterone, including the women. <laughs> so, <laughs> so actually, I'm, I'm looking around here, and I see an absence of something that I expected that's just not here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where, where the fuck are my Hanukkah gifts? Oh, um... You know, I it's, was the, first, it's told... the first night of Hanukkah tonight, uh-huh, yeah. or when the show comes but out. But as a culturally sensitive person, I finally, you know, after all these years of lavishing Hanukkah gifts upon you, I thought, is this really culturally appropriate? So I looked it up on the internet, and I was told by the Jew Fuck You, Jew <laughs> FAQ, Jew Frequently Asked Questions dot org. It's an organization. Not I, a I don't like that whole Jew Fuck You. <laughs> <laughs> they told me, as a Gentile, that um, it's not really appropriate to give a lot of gifts for Chanukah. It's not a very important holiday. It is not Jewish Christmas. Don't call it that. And uh, so I'm just, so fuck you guys. <laughs> All right, you, know, I, you know what I don't see around here is a fucking menorah, so get off my back. Yeah, well, you know what I do have here? Look at this. I brought these all the way. My dad gave them to me, and I was thinking, you know what? I'll give them to Wackerly. I don't want a goddamn cho- Jew you, chocolate you don't want coin. Some chocolate coins. That's <laughs> some, what you get for Hanukkah. This is made with like, the blood of Palestinian children. Exactly. These are my gift for you. Uh, Actually, as a matter of fact... horrible? Do I eat the foil, or I got to take it off? You can do whatever you want with it. But as a matter of fact, for this whole month now, and we're going to do listener stories for Sick and Wrong. Uh, one more <clears> problem with this. <laughs> So here's the, there's a label on this. It says milk chocolatey coins. It doesn't it, say milk chocolate coins. It says milk chocolatey coins. Do you think Jews would spend the money to get real milk chocolate? <laughs> All right, I'll change. It's it. half plastic, half there, chocolate. There is, there is a menorah stamped onto the coins. So See, that, that's the thing. You, you get chocolate coins. I'm spreading some yeah. Hanukkah joy. I'm gonna light this chocolate on fire and throw it in your building as I leave. So but so what I'm saying out. for the for this month here to spread Hanukkah joy. I will Chanukah. be, yeah, you know, I'm Hanukkah Harry D. Simon, and I'm going to be giving out chocolate coins to all the winners of the uh, listener stories here that uh-huh. they send us sick and wrong, wow. which is good. Shouldn't you have warned them, and maybe nobody would have sent a story this week? I, I bet you they're going to be like, we don't want your Jew gold. <laughs> so, so Wackerly, you do have a good point there. You know, uh, Hanukkah is not a major holiday, and that's a, that's, a, that's a Jewish myth that a lot of people have. Well, and a lot of Jews perpetuate it, really. Well, I think it's they mainly left because out of the holiday season. Well, primarily because they want to compete with these uh, Christian kids that are getting uh, getting all these gifts. They're getting showered with gifts, and what do Jews get? Chocolate coins. That's yeah. it. And there are right. Hanukkahs when that's all I would get as yeah. one little thing of Hanukkah guilt. They called it. Yeah, and that's I, I all would... that Hanukkah is about: is the coins, the dreidel, the lights, and eating a potato pancake. Yeah, you know, I used to say to my mom and dad, like, well, you know, I got something deep in my pocket here: the finger, the middle for you. Where are my <laughs> Gifts, and that's what happened. That's what Jews. That's what Jews came to do wow. in modern times. Is they're like, where are my gifts? And now to compete with the Christians, it became right. a consumerist holiday. You're right. But initially, uh, Hanukkah really isn't a major holiday. It's not even in the Torah. It's not. No, it's, it's like it's Kwanzaa post-Torah. made up. They, I, you know, they they took this uh, minor miracle. They say with the Maccabees, right. they were yeah. in a temple trapped in there with the the olive oil. They lost batteries. Or a little, candle lasted eight while days. Longer. Oh yeah. my God! It's a miracle. It's a miracle candle. 
<laughs> exactly. It's a, the miracle candle, and then, then now they make a big holiday out of it. But that's not it. Yeah, our, our major holidays are like Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, like, yeah. The, you know, my God stuff. rose from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with your fucking candle. <laughs> yeah, well, did Orrin Hatch write a song for Christmas? No. Orrin Hatch mm. wrote a song for Hanukkah. Not that I know of. So Orrin Hatch, the uh, Republican senator from Utah. And right. do you hear his Hanukkah song? Uh, you did play it for me, so yes. It's called like the Eight Days of Hanukkah. It's catchy. Mm-hmm. It's catchy yeah. tune. Seems Actually, a little obvious for you know a title of a Hanukkah song, but okay. Well, it kind of pissed me off because that guy is such a wannabe Jew. I mean, he's Mormon. He's from Utah. He is Mormon. I yeah. didn't know that. He, the guy in the video for that song, he wears like a mezuzah necklace. Right. A mezuzah is a- like a little uh, a Torah scroll. You're oh, not yeah. supposed to even wear those as necklaces. What are you supposed to do with it? You put them on your door. Oh, I mean, why would anybody not know that? I don't know. I don't know. And 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 here he is going and writing songs about Hanukkah, a holiday he doesn't even celebrate. It's like me writing a Mormon song. Uh-huh. Except you don't get um, tons of uh, APAC money. <laughs> yeah, well, I might just write a Mormon song. APAC? Is that the right thing I'm thinking of? Is that the uh, Mormon... No, I thought it was like the American-Israeli public political action committee or something apec yeah why would they give they're the Orrin real government money? man because <laughs> he's a senator yeah oh, he's so buttering you think, him up with his chanukah song so you think like uh apec just kind of gives him all this money and that's why he's so uh yeah supportive of the jews yes okay i guess that might work <laughs> i don't know but i still think it's kind of presumptuous it is presumptuous and i think quite frankly i think it's a bit offensive yeah uh, that a mormon sitting here they posthumously baptize our holocaust victims and then they write hanukkah songs those crazy mormons i i still maintain that i wish that mitt romney would have became our president because it would have been just tons of hijinks so would you have been opposed to his uh, law of mandatory mormon underwear for everybody i don't care that's easy to get out of. You just don't wear it. What are they going to do? Pants you? No, that's what I'm saying. What if they had mandatory pants checks? <laughs> like, you know, random pants checks. You know how they, uh, they have I random... I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. I'll wear the Mormon underwear. Can I wear regular underwear underneath the Mormon underwear? No, it's... How about over the top? You might be able to do that, but as long as the Mormon that has fabric right is touching skin. your genitals, okay. I think that's, that's part of it. Um, but, I don't see... I don't, the hijinks would be worth it. So, you know, Wackerly, I think there's a lot of... Um, rumors and myths that circulate around all religions but jews in particular right and uh, you're actually a source of a lot of these urban myths that go out and well, you perpetuate i mean these, you these call myths. them myths i think they're the truth okay last last week you're discussing jews fucking through a hole in the sheet right which is common knowledge which is common knowledge to you but you're perpe- perpetuating this myth young eager willing minds you know in uh, high school will listen to this and say right, okay because i'm a source so of knowledge these, these hook-nosed demons that have sex through holes in the sheet right well because they can't bear to look at their ugly jewish wives <laughs> all right well wackily i did a little bit of research it just okay? makes sense it's i did a little bit sense. of research uh-huh that's an urban myth. I looked on Snopes.com. Yeah, Orthodox Jews have marital Snopes relations by through the a Jews. hole in the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> no, Check it is sources. Snopes is a source of all rumors. So, sex through a hole in the sheet is a rumor. None of the three branches of Judaism, Orthodox, really? conservative, or Reform, require this of their adherents. Okay. And indeed, taking the joy out of marital sex in such a fashion runs directly counter to all things Jewish. Okay. Well, now you've presented your side of the argument. Okay, do you have any evidence of Jews having sex or a hole in the sheet? Well, just like I said, it's common knowledge. It makes sense. 
um, just from why the whole... would it make sense? Because because are you saying Jewish women are I mean, attractive? Well, I would want to see Sarah there Silverman's are attractive breasts. Jewish women, but I mean, when, once you marry one, they let themselves go. I mean, immediately, and there's just you're gonna lose wood when you see that giant Jew fro bush. So you I, want the sheet there? I beg to differ. If Sarah Silverman uh-huh. was butt naked in your bed, right, you would put a sheet over her and just have sex through a hole. Um, I probably would be put a sheet over her because she's probably a corpse at that point. <laughs> and that's why she's and in your bed. it's just honorable to, to put a sheet over a corpse. So here's one theory about how this myth originated. Uh, it derived from seeing Jews in religious neighborhoods hanging their talit katan out to dry. Right. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but this is a poncho-like garment. Oh, I've, yeah, I've seen one. It's about two feet by four feet, has a fringe on each corner and a hole in the center for the wearer's head. And it looks somewhat like a small sheet with a hole. And many people have vivid and warped imaginations such Mm. as yourself. Uh So you'd see these Jews hanging their fringe garment sheets with a hole in the middle. And you're probably like, those guys probably have huge cocks and they stick their cocks through that hole. Yeah, I don't ever think anybody ever thought that you guys had huge cocks. I think maybe they thought the, the vagina, the openings were very large and loose. Do you mean to tell me that Sammy Davis Jr. was uh, hung like an ant? Well, he's converted. <laughs> <laughs> so to even hint that sexuality between a man and a wife, a vibrant part of Judaism, because Jews like to fuck, has been squelched to this degree within the Orthodox branch, is a strike at the heart of all things Jewish. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Jews, right. uh, Jews have allow sex for pleasure. Right, but that's just something that you know Jews would say to try and just dispel this, uh, you know... Kind of damning evidence that they fucked their whole machine. <laughs> but I'll I'll move on from that one. So what else? What other what other things? Do you uh, just think a couple of lies. Are you accusing me of? Well, okay, a couple other things. I think you've said uh, a couple times you've made fun of some of my uh, tattoo work before. Right. Well, you're going I'm to just, you're going to hell. You're not even going anywhere, right? You're just going to die in the dirt because you're not allowed to do that. Once again, that's another edict that's not true. That's another rumor that Jews this is again be- based on Snopes. Well, no, this is actually from a different website. But Jews, there's been this common belief that once Jews are tattooed, they're not allowed to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Well, you're unclean. Well, or your body's marked. But uh, And and even uh, there's an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David dug up his mother who had a tattoo on her ass. Remember that? Right. Well, this this just isn't true. And uh, this website I went to, they, they asked eight rabbinical scholars about this. And uh, they said it's an urban legend, most likely started because a specific cemetery had a policy against tattoos. Hmm. Jewish parents and grandparents picked up on it, and over time, their distaste for tattoos was presented as scriptural doctrine. But there's nowhere in the Torah where it says Jews aren't allowed to have tattoos. Okay. It does say you shall not make gashes in your flesh for the dead, nor incise any marks on yourself. I'm the Lord. Uh, That sounds like a tattoo for me. But does that necessarily... (laughs) Outlaw tattoos. What about those those branding things that the the black frat people do on each other? That I sounds kind of you like, know. I don't that's, know. That's if, uh, uh, that's really on the borderline of what's acceptable. Well, based I, on the Talmud. Well, they what's say the Talmud? that uh, you said the Torah. No, the Torah is the law. What's the Talmud? The Talmud's like a, it is a book about the interpretations of law. Okay. So those are specific laws where they discuss the laws and how it applies. All right. But they they say uh, you know that the, the, this uh, this passage here in Leviticus outlaws tattoos that refer to a god. So Taz tattoos, Tasmanian devil tattoos are kosher, but, but you can't have a god a, tattoo. But Taz is a god. 
to yeah, somebody. Yeah, I guess it to some people. <laughs> but so what when, about Tweety Bird? <laughs> Tweety Bird's cool. Okay, he's. I not mean, a it's, guy. it's a Sylvester Fine. Is Tweety Bird a guy or a girl? Tweety Bird's got some testicles. I've, <laughs> I've seen. If you've looked at her, a Tweety Bird from behind, you see uh, testicles. All right. You got to really look though. Uh, okay, I will. They're small. Next time, They're yeah. bird testicles. Next time I see one of those women with a denim jacket with a Tweety Bird on it, I'm going to be right up there with the magnifying glass. And just be like, I see nuts. So when you know the Bible is written, tattooing was largely a pagan practice done to mark slaves or show devotion to a pharaoh. So maybe that was one of the reasons why uh, you know tattooing Jews you know frowned upon tattooing. Okay, but it's sure, been outdated. Fine. So uh, you know there's 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 nothing well, that uh, really there's there's no the whole religion law. is outdated. All the religions <laughs> All are religion, outdated. Well, so I don't even know if it's outdated or just uh, you know uh, uh, <clears throat> you know. Uh, nonsensical right as i would say it, it made more... sense at one point to somebody but well, those maybe. people were fucktarts well they say that uh jewish... <laughs> have you seen the clothes they used to wear back then jesus put some goddamn <laughs> the pants on well, put Jew... some pants on and some fucking shoes with toes what's with the fucking sandals hippie well, i know I, I don't understand why I, you know i even hate when people wear sandals now yeah it, it's especially disgusting. but it's why disgusting. back then couldn't they fucking figure it out put some boots on you're in the desert walking around in the sand there's fucking scorpions and your goddamn toe is sticking out there are you retarded yeah i know exactly it's like and so what are you going to do when you get bitten by a scorpion pray to your god oh J- jewish jesus or whatever your name is help me oh, i'm dying <laughs> they're just going to complain about it yeah so they say that uh jewish law prohibits many things that secular jews do without a second thought such as smoking is more of a violation of Jewish law than tattooing, as oh, are drinking alcohol do. in excess and overeating. Well, excess. <laughs> Who's to say? You know, all I got to say here is I'm renouncing my faith right now right. if I'm not allowed to drink alcohol. Yeah. I mean, the Manischewitz is there for a reason. <laughs> faith, what faith? <laughs> so uh, the final thing here is uh, another um, urban myth that you tend to uh, perpetuate as well here, Wackerly, mm. is the supersized Semitic snout. All us Jews do not have large noses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jews have noses that vary in uh, many shapes and sizes. Right, but the bell curve is definitely shifted in the large nose direction. You look at any population of Jews, you're going to find Jews with large noses, Jews with small noses. Mm-hmm. It varies. That's a myth. The stereotype, it's a stereotype of the hook-nosed Jew. It came from a 19th century eugenicist who described primitive right. psych- physiological characteristics to Jews, including what one enlightened scientist called a large, massive, club-shaped hook nose. Mm-hmm. Um, what part of this is not true again? <laughs> <laughs> they claim that this uh, nasal shape, a Jewish nose, was a sign of commercialism or desire for gain. The stigma of this supposedly Jewish feature led many Jews to undergo plastic surgery as a cure for their nostrility. Well, if they're having plastic surgery, doesn't that prove that they had big noses? I think or do they have a micro it, it, nose now? Well, I think these uh, these myths led Jews to have uh, you know to have uh, a psychological uh, problem with it, right? And that's now now you're telling me a lot of Jews have small noses, but you just said that that's fr- from plastic surgery. Well, no, I'm, I'm thinking what's th- going to happen is you're going to find a Jewish girl and you're going to be like, wow, she's really hot, she's a very petite nose and hot body, and then you guys are going to have a kid and it's going to have a huge fucking Jewish nose <laughs> because the genes did not get changed in this woman. It was a plastic surgery fix to this problem. It depends on your geographic you location. I think some people need, you know, you need a larger nose, larger nostrils to right. inhale more oxygen if you're living up in the mountains in 
Czech, right. Czechoslovakia. Right, or if you're trying to like swap coins from somebody, you stick them up there. Stick them up there, them. hide the coins in yeah. there. So it's less what? like, well, what money are you talking about, you love? And this, 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 I don't see any money right. here. Uh, you gave me a 10, and there's a five change. I don't know what, 550. All I'm saying, it's a, it's a stereotype, a particularly negative stereotype, mm. and uh, not all right. Jews have large noses. Okay. I guess my nose I'm not, is a I'm little, not gonna my hold nose on is a little bit one. large. Yeah. But uh, it's not that bad. Yeah, your brother has a fantastic nose, though. But you know, my brother has a great, very, uh, yeah, he has a very streamlined uh, nasal uh, protuberance. <laughs> nasal protuberance there that just yeah. sticks out. It's very streamlined. Right. It's good. It's it's almost, I would almost say it's almost a goyish nose. Yeah. His belly, however, sticks way out there. And that's a Jewish belly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I kind of wish that if, if you're going to perpetuate Jewish myths here on this show, Wackily, I think I like the myth about Jews having huge cocks. That's a good one. I, did you just make that up? No, I'm saying it's it's a myth that you or not a myth, but it's a it's a, a oh, truth okay. it's that you true. should uh, perpetuate. It's a myth, and, right? Got it. You could say it's a myth, but it's not a myth. It's true. Jews have large cocks. It's good. Jews are very generous uh, human beings. Jews are uh, funny. I like that humorous. Yeah, uh, that's some. good. Jews are creative. That's some a, that's another are funny good one. Too, that's a good one. Uh, Jews don't have. Huge fro Jew fro hair. Jews mm, actually wow. have nice hair. That's a good. That's a good <laughs> it's not one. You either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm I, always encouraging you to grow the Jew fro back out, which I've noticed you're letting it get a little longer lately, and I'm hoping that this trend continues. You know, I've I've been combing my hair with just a pick these days, <laughs> so you know, you, yeah, you never know what might. That's happen. what I'm talking about. Uh, you never Sexy. know. I'm going to look like Sean Penn in Carlito's Way. Remember that? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I remember like, when you used to look like that for real. That's the look I'm going it's for. It's a good look. You know, I'll write a list of uh, Jewish truths that uh, you can perpetuate on the show, and I'll give it to you after after we're done recording. Oh, yeah, okay? just give, it that to, give that to me. I'll, I'll be sure to pocket it. Okay, that'd be good. That'd be good. I'll oh. put it up my... Huge Scottish nose. <laughs> later, people. This is episode uh, two hundred four here of Sick and Wrong. Um, a quick recap of a uh, last week's show, episode uh, two hundred three. Right, two hundred three. That was last week's show. <laughs> Jews uh, are not good with numbers. Yeah, you know these these numbers are escaping. We did three stories. I think actually we did our own stories here. But uh, this, this whole month, I want to do listener stories so people can win my juke for the holidays. Yeah, for the holidays. So I did a story about a guy with a multiple personality disorder in Queens who murdered his family. Remember that? No. Okay. It's and too I, long ago because you went away and now, you know, it's been you, a while. You did a story about a public trans tooth fairy. I remember that, yeah. And Malcolm, the listener here, sent a story about a Vietnamese necro spoon cuddle. Oh, that was my favorite one. Well, apparently people thought that was the most sick and wrong story. It came in with 140 Definitely. votes. Uh, you came in uh, with the public trans tooth fairy, a close second, nice. with uh, 83. And I came in at just a third. I was surprised with mm-hmm. 52. I don't, I don't know why. I thought people would be like, wow, this guy killed his family. You know, he made his son have a new mom. Yeah. But apparently uh, people thought digging up your wife and spooning her is more disgusting. So the best thing. Congratulations, Malcolm. You won episode 203, and you won my Jew gold for uh, Hanukkah. Okay? I think your dad would like that last story, too, because that's the, like, the romantic comedy story of the week. You know, that would be a rom-com I'd watch. Right. That would be a nice uh, Vietnamese romantic comedy. You could get that guy who played Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, Except who, then that uh, would be the dude, I guess, so that doesn't... Well, but, you could switch it up, and, and Julia Roberts could be the living partner that she digs up Bernie. But did she have sex with Bernie? 
Or who? would she have sex? <laughs> or Julia Roberts, would she have sex with Bernie no, in your, your dad version doesn't of like that. The, the demo, the demo we're targeting doesn't like the sex. It would be cuddling. And, right. you know, cracking wise. Maybe just one titty? And uh, what do you call it? Like, one titty? What do you call it? Like, uh, situational humor. Okay, so they'd make it's well observational, observational. Yeah, the situational just, is for me, I guess. That's because that's yeah. what I liked about Weekend at Bernie's one and t- or the two. Situation, yeah. The situation is funny, and and plus you don't have to worry about getting a boner watching it. You know, well, <laughs> maybe you don't. <laughs> so uh, we had Chris here who actually voted for uh, my story. Thank you, Chris, for that. I appreciate it. Uh, he writes in, "Hey guys, I love the show. Been catching up for the past six months." I'm from England, and I recently got <laughs> Oh, wow, in. a fan from England. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this the first one? <laughs> this is insane. What's it like over there in the foreign country? <laughs> I recently got in a lot of trouble thanks to you fuckwits. I'm a software specialist in fitting airport control towers. Whatever that means. I also am a stoner. <laughs> Great. Big up the weed. Well, I was fitting a unit in a small town tower alone, so lit up and started to listen to your podcast. I like the fact that this guy gets high while he's working, while he's building these airport well, control when, towers. Well, when we go to the UK and our plane crashes and we die a fiery death, the fans will know who to blame. Yeah, blame <laughs> Chris guy. over here, the stoner airport control tower builder. Red wires, the green wire, what, whatever, man. <laughs> So he was fitting a unit in a small town tower alone, so he lit up, started to listen to the podcast. Little did I know that I had put the fucking loudspeaker on, and everyone on the ground could hear you two talking about a man cutting his fucking son's eyes out. Wait, in the whole airport? Yeah. Well, oh, I got in a lot of shit. We gotta get the security footage from that. And I nearly lost my job. Thanks, guys, and fuck you. I bet you at least... Two people in the airport were enjoying themselves. <laughs> they probably heard it. Oh, I, heard, I heard this episode already, mate. <laughs> Fuck. I uh, love the show. You bruvs are fat, Chris. Well, thank you, Chris. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that you almost lost your job. You should definitely use a little more discretion in the future. Right. I think that's what uh, I pause it for. But if you do lose your job, could you rig it up so that like plays over the loudspeaker for like a couple days before they get in another technician to turn it off? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, that would, that would be, nice. be nice. So it just kind of keeps going. Right. I mean, it's like, seriously, your boss should be a little more tolerant, personally. Well, he should get a fucking sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, fucking humorless limey. Bloody, this is bloody not right. <laughs> this is improper for the airport loudspeaker security system. I've never heard such filth in all my life. <laughs> I'm going to have somebody's head for this one. Yeah, that'd be horrible. Uh, so, uh, people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news times of the week. We present them here on the show. The audience votes. And uh, the winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. And this whole month, we're going to be presenting all listener stories. So you'll actually win some uh, Hanukkah chocolate coins. Uh, chocolatey coins. Chocolatey coins. Okay, people, you can send your stories to sickandwrongpodcast.com or you can submit them directly uh, through the forum. A uh, quick update from a previous show here, sent in by Juan. Juan says, Wackily was right. The human fat killer story is a hoax. I knew it! I know. Peru's police chief has suspended a top investigator for saying he had caught a gang who were murdering people to sell their fat. Uh, remember we did this story a couple weeks ago? Yeah. And uh, in Peru, they said there were fat bandits going around dealing human fat, selling their fat for thousands of dollars a liter. Well, it turns out the macabre tale... Now appears to be nothing more than a tall story or a big fat lie. Oh, 
Wordplay. Wordplay. Nice. To further investigate a uh, uh, a peruse, peruse police chief's career. And I don't know if you have this sentence in that article, but they make the point that why would people murder people for fat when there's all kinds of fat outside of liposuction centers and animal fat? Yeah, that, that's it. Doesn't it didn't yeah. really make sense? But uh, you know, I just kind of like the whole uh, <sighs> atrocity of the article. Yeah. So I should, gonna... I should go on. I mean, I need to change the pace. I should go to Peru and work for the Bureau of Internal Investigation or whatever. No, I, th- I think you should be an investigator in Peru. Yeah. Or at least a leader I don't of speak a... Mexican or Peruvian or <laughs> Spanish or whatever the fuck, but I like Coke, Bane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, people, before we get into uh, the stories here for this week's show, episode 204, a uh, quick word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. As you know, it is Dildember. Dildo December. You only right. have a couple weeks left. The best gift you can give for Christmas is a dildo. But what about Chanukah? Or Hanukkah. Could I make a menorah out of dildos? Yeah, you know, I wonder fire? if you could make like an eight-pronged dildo menorah. That would make a great I, porn. I don't know if they sell that type of uh, item on They'd Adam make and a Eve. good porn, except you couldn't see any of the naked chicks because there'd be the sheets with the holes. <laughs> and you'd be fucking through eight it different would be holes. Like, you could almost make the porno and not even hire any girls. You just have the holes, the sheets with the holes, and be like, oh, there's girls back there, trust me. <laughs> well, actually, you know, wackily, we probably wouldn't need the dildos because Jews have such large cocks. Right. Yeah, so we don't need dildos. So just eight Jews would come in? And and with, with huge cocks. I would cocks. stick menorah up their asses, and I would... <laughs> that doesn't happen. All right, that type of porn is not available at adamandeve.com. So people I bet right your now, brother would do <laughs> go to adamandeve.com. Buy yourself a dildo or buy yourself any adult item. It's like, mm-hmm. The place is an emporium. They have all sorts yeah. of stuff. Yeah, what, you, about, what about a dreidel butt plug? A dreidel butt plug. Go, go, go get a dreidel butt plug, a holiday-themed item. Uh, you get 50% off your purchase. You get three, three free adult DVDs. You get free shipping, and you get a free central gift. So go to adamandeve.com, and when you're checking out, type in diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, and uh, reap the benefits. Adamandeve.com. Diddle. That's the code word. Wackerly, um... I don't know who started last week. I think uh, you might have started last week. Yeah, maybe. So let me kick off episode 204 with uh, my first listener submission. So this story was sent in uh, for Jack from uh, Southport, England. Oh, well, you know what kind of cracks me up is you can tell this guy's English just the way he, he describes his reaction to the mm. story they sent in. Shouty crackers. He writes in, hey, sick and wrong. This story is just really horrid, positively vile, literally. <laughs> Cheers, Jack from Southport, England. <laughs> yeah, Americans say that all the time. Positively yeah. vile. <laughs> horrid. <laughs> um, absolutely horrid, this article. It uh, really turned my stomach. Man. I was gutted <laughs> reading this. What the fuck that mother trying to say to me? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so uh, he's actually uh, quite right, though, in his uh, emotional reaction here. Okay. A husband infected his sex-banned wife with HIV by pricking her with a sewing needle. Sex. While she's going to spell this out. His sex Dash band yeah, no, dash wife. It's S E X dash B A N wife. So it's a wife who bans sex. Oh, sex ban. Right. Yeah. I think this is a, it's a story that came from New Zealand. So I think it's written by a New Zealand reporter yeah. who doesn't understand how to, to speak English like they do here in, in America. Right. You know, it's like she's they, like they, an they, aborigine or something. Well, no, it's like they have their, 
weird Maori Aboriginal like whale hunter English that they use over there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they do That's the same thing. Up shit. Yeah, I mean, they also like sodomized kangaroos but it's right. like they, they do this thing over there that they don't fully understand plus she just got words. punched in the fucking face by russell crowe it's hard yeah. to think after that happens <laughs> actually i think russell crowe is the one who injected her with the hiv needle oh i thought you were talking about the reporter so an hiv positive man infected his wife with a virus because he wanted to start having sex with her again mm-hmm. i didn't you know i didn't know that's how it worked i didn't know if one spouse like one member of the relationship is infected with aids if you're just like, well, let's start up sex- sexual relations again, I'm going to have to give you AIDS first. I, d- I right. don't know if that's how it works. Well, I kind of think it's like this. You know how, I mean, first of all, it's just annoying when your friends get pregnant. <laughs> but oh, yeah. you know it's really annoying when the dude comes along and is like, D, did you hear the news? We're pregnant. <laughs> and you're like, we're? You're a dude. Like, your <laughs> wife's pregnant. You don't even know if it's yours. It could be the fucking milkman's kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, your wife is pregnant. You, Hey, D, I fucked my wife and now she's pregnant. That's an appropriate thing. But I think when you get AIDS, <laughs> you, you sell your friends, <laughs> hey, oh, shit, D, did I tell you? Yeah, we have AIDS. <laughs> and she's like, I don't have AIDS. And you're like, yeah, you do. You're you, going to have it. You have it now. <laughs> even if you don't yet, you will. Surprise! Yeah. We have AIDS. You're a unit now. You're married. So (laughs) share and share alike. The 35-year-old injected his blood into his sleeping wife, who had refused to have a physical relationship for a year after discovering he was carrying the virus that causes AIDS. Mm, The gift. Can you blame her? (laughs) I mean, let's say your girlfriend tomorrow called you up and said, Wackerly, I have AIDS. Uh Uh-huh. Would you say, okay, sex stops now? Well, first of all... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and second of all, I'd be like, who gave you AIDS? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> uh, a toilet seat at work? <laughs> no. <laughs> a tampon? Yeah. I think not. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's weird, though? Is a lot of gay guys have uh, relationships with dudes that are HIV positive. Well, bug chasers. Bug chasers, yeah. Is that the term? <laughs> That's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> the chasing they call the it bug. the gift. <laughs> But why? Why would you consider? Gift, why man. would you consider that a gift? I don't think that. I don't think that transfers to hetero couples. Uh, no, no. It's. I think it's pretty much a gay thing. It's like you know Munchausen syndrome. It's like you get the sympathy, and everybody thinks you know, oh, it's poor D. He has the well, AIDS now. They also, the, but they also, and said, then they can, and then they don't have to worry about having safe sex anymore either. Yeah, but they also say like, oh, you look so good, even though you've been HIV positive for 25 years. Yeah, I know. I lost 40 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> My BMI is like 0.5. Don't sneeze on me, please. Yeah. So he pricked her twice with a sewing needle laced with his blood, believing that the pair would be equals once more. Mm-hmm. Immigration. <clears throat> well, as it turned out, immigration officials found that he found out that he had HIV. But his wife and children did not, and this is mm. during a compulsory health check, which I guess they have in New Zealand, and uh, if Obama's legislation passes, we might have it here. Uh, really? They're going to, they're <clears throat> going to check all the Mexican immigrants that are streaming across the border as we speak for <laughs> hepatitis and all that shit? No. no they're going to make sure people that like, have to file a W-2 and like, work for a living, they get health checked. They're the ones that get checked. Yeah, right. So the woman, uh, the wife here, 33 years old, confronted her partner on discovering that she was infected a year later. She said, quote unquote, all he said was, I'm sorry. He said, I use needles on you because I want you to be the same as me so that you can live with me and you won't leave me. 
Well, she's stayed with you a year. You're just not getting your dick wet. Yeah, but it sounds like his rationale makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it. It's like, oh, I think it makes sense. She's not going to stray when she has AIDS because who's going to want to have sex with her? Well, there's other dudes with AIDS. Yeah, but I don't think... Are I don't all think, AIDS the same? Can I don't you get think like... you'd go to AIDS singles bar and be like, so you got AIDS? I got AIDS. Cool. Let's fuck. We don't need condoms. You already got AIDS. I bet you that happens in the Castro. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The AIDS bar. <laughs> She said that uh, to the court here that I just want to maintain a relationship for the sake of the children. It's uh-huh. always for the children. He right. insisted on staying and mentioned he was not worried about sex anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, she knew he was infected with AIDS. All he wanted was to see the children grow with both parents under one roof. Yeah, right. He's not. He's thirty-five years old. Not worried about sex anymore. Ah, I found the red tube. <laughs> Got a DSL connection. I don't need it. Uh, she said that a year after he. Um, so in May last year, she said she discovered a sting-like mark on her left thigh. After having a shower, she put some lotion on herself, and she could feel pain in her thigh. When she looked at it, it was turning red like a circle, getting bigger and bigger. That's the AIDS getting into you. <laughs> <laughs> Later that morning, she returned from her nursing school, and uh, she said she, saw, she found her husband in the bedroom with a syringe full of blood. When mm. she asked him what he was doing, he pushed past her, walked away, Refusing to discuss it. So he was going to go for a second attempt. Yeah, I don't know. You know, that, that's suspicious behavior. When you find your partner with syringes filled with blood. Right. The next step is turkey baster. Yeah. there's blood and semen. <laughs> there's something going on. I mean, he was planning to do something like that. Right. Uh, she said a couple days later she woke up to a stinging feeling in her leg, and uh, she felt a prick on her leg. She got up, flicked the blankets, and she looked at her husband Standing over her, and he was wide awake. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a nightmarish, you know. Think about balls that. out. I don't know, but syringe Let's in assume. hand. Yeah, and you know, balls watching out. her sleep. She said she asked him if he had pricked her. He said he had not. But later she found evidence of blood sprinkles on their duvet. So then uh, she went for a routine checkup with her doctor and found out that she was HIV positive. Mm. And now she uh, is filing criminal complaints against her partner. Wow. You know, so I, much for the children. Yeah, so much for the kids after this. But you know what? It, it does make say, sense that uh, she would not have sex with the guy. Because AIDS does make your partner less attractive. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I think so. Look at Magic Johnson. I know, but the even... handsome black man. Think about it, though. It's not There's even, no publicly acknowledged women with AIDS, is there? No, I don't know. Because then everyone's going to be like, slut. <laughs> Magic Johnson going to be like, stud, don't high-five me because I don't want to catch the AIDS. But right. still, stud. Well, was he doing dudes too or not? No, no, no. He was doing cheerleaders. Tiger Woods might have the AIDS. Well, It's quite possible. Here, we're going to find out more about Tiger Woods in the next <laughs> few weeks. But seriously though, dude, I don't draw the line at AIDS. If a girl has crabs, I'm like, get the fuck out. Yeah. I don't even care. It's like, I mean... AIDS, of course. AIDS is the worst case scenario. Right. But it's any venereal disease. End of relationship. What's the? What are the ones you can get rid of? Gonorrhea. Dude, if if syphilis, you, okay. can you get rid of? You can get rid of syphilis, right? I've heard this happen to a few people. It's like you hook up with a girl, hooked up with her a couple times, and then she's like, "By the way, I have herpes." See, that's fucked because you never get rid of it, right? Herpes is for life. Wouldn't I mean, dude? Wouldn't you just be like, ah, "What? Get out of my bed." Out of my house. Be gone, woman. But isn't there some... You harlot. Isn't there some crazy statistic that like 50% of people have herpes and just don't know it? Maybe upstairs herpes, not downstairs herpes. Or is that genital warts? I think think that might be genital... Any of them. 
Any of them? I'm yeah, like, but you probably you probably have one of them, and you just don't even know it. I probably do. But, I mean, still, though. It's, let me put it this way. There's like a 90% chance that you've been exposed and probably a 50% chance that you've contracted it. Have you ever been in that situation, though? And who would, he, would you even know if you had genital warts? I mean, my balls look fucking weird anyways. I, you know, I don't like know. Little, there's but... little bumps all of them. They're wrinkly and saggy, and one's lower than the other. Like, what does a genital wart even look like? Blind people are feeling them and reading Dickens. I know. <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night. Get out of here! Fucking you've, blinds. You've got the great Gatsby on your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, has that ever happened to you where you like I mean, your, bar, up your, with ba- your balls aren't smooth like an egg, right? No. no there's little not, bumps. It's not like a bowling ball. It's, it's filled with bumps. But I don't know if those are warts. It could I don't just either. be skin follicles. I, I'm just saying, I don't know. What does a genital wart look like? Is it like a big fucking mushroom cap? Have you ever seen a gourd on Thanksgiving? <laughs> have you ever seen it? It's like, yeah, it looks yeah, like bubble wrap. Thing, yeah. yeah, it's gross. Okay, I don't have that. No, I don't, I don't have that either, thank God. I'm clear. <laughs> but, I mean, if, if, have you ever been in that situation where girls told you she's had something? No. I've, I've the had girls that, that I had sex with wouldn't tell me. They would just be like, well, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've been in that Good situation luck. before, and I've been tested and never had sex with a girl again. And then I've been in the situation reverse where I've had to tell the girl that, you know, hey, I got gonorrhea, and uh, you probably do too. Surprise. Yeah. Gonorrhea you can get rid of, though. So it's just she it thinks you're a dick. It doesn't matter, though, dude. It does matter. You're forever she thinks you're a dick, a and dirty, she gets rid of it. Dirty man. And, right, but you haven't, like permanently <laughs> marred the chick. No, I haven't given her a permanent disease. And that's yeah. why, on the sick and wrong star scale, I gotta give this story a five star. Yeah. This guy maliciously infected his wife with HIV. Here's my thing. Uh, yeah, you know, what do you call Venereal diseases? Is a crab a disease? No, that's something else. But whatever. All this Doesn't shit. Doesn't matter, dude. Anything on her genitalia crawling around Right, and you know what the That wor- is contagious? You know what the- Alpha, Out of my bed. You know what out the- of my apartment. So here's the thing that I- was way worse than venereal disease than me crawling around as an infant. <laughs> that's that's, my, that's the thing I'm looking out for. Yeah, but I consider... Two condoms. I consider an infant a venereal disease. Well, exactly. That's the one I, <laughs> that's the one I care about. I would rather have AIDS. <laughs> so are you going to give this less than five stars? Uh, I don't even remember what happened. What, he infected his wife with AIDS? <laughs> he gave her AIDS. <laughs> with a knitting needle. Sewing Not needle. a knitting needle. Sewing, Sewing needle. needle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give it four. It just seems like what? The, what's their problem? Why didn't she leave him when she knew he had AIDS to begin with? Because for the for the children. Then why wouldn't she just fuck him with a condom? I, like I to not know. leave him, but then to also not have sex with him for a year. Like I, she kind of had it coming. I don't know. Was I she disagree. jerking him off? Blowjobs? Dude, you could jerk him off if the AIDS come would get on you. I don't think you could blow him, but you could jerk him off. You never know. There. With a rubber glove. But what if you had a cut under your fingernail? Can you do like a sexy dance while he beats off? She could have done a sexy dance while he beat it off. Like while he beats off. <laughs> Who wants yeah. to see their girlfriend or wife do a sexy <laughs> dance? You're always like, oh, dude, you're horrible. You're horrible. You cannot do that. And then they always start cracking up, you know, because you're like, you got the pervert row look on your face. It just doesn't work. Yeah. The sexy true. dance only works when it's a chick you don't know and she doesn't know you, vice versa. And you're paying $10 for her to sit on your lap. Right. That's, the, that's how it works. Yeah. All right, so you give it a four, I give it a five. What, what do you have here for episode 204, Ryder? Well, what goes with sex other than drugs, right? 
Oh yeah. So go hand in hand. Once again, there's a new drug on the market. Hasn't it's not contraband yet. Some, no, there's quite a few. Like salvia. That still isn't an illegal drug. Yeah, but drug. I would never do that, but I might do this. Mephedrone. Hmm. Not methadone, not ephedrine. I, I'm gonna pronounce it mephedrone. How do you spell it? M E P H E D R O N E is being sold legally on the internet as plant fertilizer, but is more commonly known on the streets as drone, bubble, meow meow, or legal <laughs> high. Nobody's calling it legal high. I'm going to well, get some of that legal high. I want to meet the dealer who dubbed it meow meow. He's like, yeah. I'm going to make this so popular in the elementary schools. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make so much money. That's what I'm going to start referring to it as. And when I'm out, you know. Meow meow? When I'm in the tenderloin trying to get drugs when I'm drunk. You know, you it know, is a meow meow man. Next time you're at a party where someone's smoking weed and they offer it to you, be like, yeah, I don't do that marijuana stuff. Yeah. Do you have any meow meow? Meow 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 meow. What was that commercial with Morris? Um, oh yeah, the, the, the cat, cat food, food the thing. Cat food. I think they call it meow meow because it's mephedrone, but I maybe it's one of those drugs where in your head you just hear this like meow 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 meow. That might be even cooler. I think they call it meow meow because they've done so many drugs that right. their brain is corroded, and that's the only word they can remember. All they can do is just look at lol cats on the internet. That's meow. so funny. The cat said something <laughs> funny. <laughs> Sounds like a good drug to me. Its chemical formula is one molecule different than ecstasy. Which well, who knows what the fuck that means. Yeah, that but like is. one molecule in your DNA different is like you're like a paramecium. So I don't know how much or that Or Down means. syndrome. Or is that or, one less molecule? It's one more, actually. An extra chromosome. Chromosome, yeah. yeah that's a bunch of molecules. I don't know. Maybe it is a molecule. Um, Durham... Or Durham police, or I don't know where this thing came from. It's England, it's, Durham. Um, yeah, but there's like Durham, North Carolina. But I think the spelling, they spell fertilizer with an S, not a Z. So I think you're right. It's in England. Durham police are warning that this meow meow's use can result in severe nosebleeds, nose burns, hallucinations, blood circulation problems, rashes, anxiety, paranoia, fits, delusions, and can lead to a heart attack. So basically... Everything that's ever been said about any drug ever, they're they're uh, attributing to this new drug. I love when they used to give you all these like cautionary measures about drugs. Oh, when like you're, the, remember uh, when you're in eighth grade and they yeah, show the you these videos and, and film yeah, strips? Because all you're videos. thinking when you're th- when they're, you're that young, you're like, sweet, right? Let me get some. Remember the hot dog one? What was that? Oh yeah, with the hot dog. She was on acid and the <laughs> hot dog started L- screaming. Yeah, and she was on LSD with her friend. They went down to the hot dog stand and they got a hot dog. It wasn't even screaming. I think it was laughing. And, it like, was the laughing. The hot dog yeah. laughing at me. And as a kid, I was I was like, I would be fucking great. No, I was <laughs> crazy. I was enthralled. I was literally like, so wait, I can take something that makes food laugh at me. Yeah. Sounds sweet. Where can I get this? And then you get some, and you're totally disappointed. You're like, this sucks. Yeah. I'm just worrying about my life now. I'm in a fetal position. I'm <laughs> pissing myself. Where's my talking hot dog, you dick? <laughs> Liar. Um, oh, and to, you know, to add good measure, it can become addictive, which there's not a lot of drugs that are addictive. I don't even think ecstasy is addictive. No. Though. Yeah. Isn't, aren't opiates the only thing that are addictive? I guess booze can be addictive. Well, nicotine. Like, nicotine. But, like, LSD isn't addictive. Cocaine's not addictive. Could you imagine, like, I really need to do this acid. If I don't yeah. do this acid, I'm going to get sick. Right. Ecstasy's not. I mean, what? Marijuana's not addictive. You don't, like, go into withdrawals. Habitual. 
Yeah. But yeah, you don't go to withdrawals. So they're saying that this can be addictive. And taken with alcohol or cut with other drugs, it could result in death. Anything cut with other drugs can result in death. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, you want this uh, Twinkie? It's got 15 grams of PCP in it. <laughs> this Twinkie's going to result in death. Yeah, sure, buddy. Right. Um, there's an officer, uh, Sergeant Mick Irwin. <laughs> not, it's not a slur against him because he's Irish. His name's Mick. Uh, he uh, has compiled a report into the use of mephedrone, or meow meow, across the Durham Forest area as part of his research has focused on online forums. So might not want to discuss this on the sick and wrong forum, right? So wait, he, foc- he like scours online forums to try to find people who are using right, these drugs? Right, So this is a cop who instead of like going out and like busting dealers and shaking them down, interrogating or them. Or posing as little girls trying to catch pedophiles. Or do that. He just goes on the forums and reads threads. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the threads he read is a user that uh, he's topping up because he's addicted. And uh, this individual states that after using it for 18 hours, his hallucinations led him to believe that centipedes were crawling all over him and biting him. God, that sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, this led him to receive hospital treatment after he ripped his scrotum off. Jesus. Right. <laughs> How um, do you do that? How do you rip your scrotum off? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it's like you know, get a good grip and <laughs> just tug. pull. Yeah, but do you think it would just yeah, rip like beating off, like off but a tighter grip? But you, and maybe get some nails dug in. But I mean, seriously, do you think on your balls, you'd be strong shaft. enough to rip your whole nuts off? <laughs> well, not right now, but I don't. I don't have like you know. You're not chock full of meow meow. Of meow, meow. <laughs> All hopped up on right. meow meow. And did this cop? Did this Mick? That's his name, by the way. <laughs> did he ever check about you know maybe there were some centipedes? Yeah. If enough centipedes are on my balls, I'm going to rip them off, too. Even if I'm not on the meow meow. Were the centipedes in his nutsack? Well, I think it was a hallucination. (laughs) On. (laughs) Uh, Let's say on. Maybe burrowing in and out. All right. Right. Um, Maybe he thought his penis was a big centipede. But he didn't rip that off. No. Um, He thought the centipede was eating his balls. Okay. He tried to take the balls away. So, Wackerly, let's say you have a drug here that... You could get high enough that you rip your scrotum off, mm-hmm. or you have a drug here that you know that uh, makes food talk to you. Wouldn't you be like, "Well, sweet, I'm going to go do the drug that makes food talk to me"? If yeah. I had heard a story about a drug that makes me rip my nuts off, right. I probably would steer clear of that. Yeah, but I bet you it's more of a situation like, you know, if you take two of these pills, the hot dog will talk to you. If you take two and a half, you'll rip your nuts off. You rip your nuts off. All right, what are these? Well, these are 50 milligrams. And then you take the two and they're like, oh, wait, those were 30 milligrams. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody tape my hands up. I'm going to rip my balls off in about a half hour. Uh, just to uh, some other retarded cops, just to follow this up with uh, some, they say, uh, D- Darren Archer, manager of the County Durham Drug and Alcohol Action Team. <laughs> Uh, people are allowing themselves to be fooled into believing that just because a drug is not illegal, it must be safe. It's mm. the kind of brain power we have in Durham. I can understand how people can be forced by peer pressure to experiment. I'm high right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Mick gave me five of these pills. I couldn't resist. No, I made that up. Be like, but, dude, Wackily, I got this drug. You'll totally rip your nuts off when you get really high. You I don't really. Some? doesn't sound good. <laughs> Come on. We're all doing it. Okay. <laughs> all right. You, you don't twist my arm. <laughs> I'm always up for a good nut ripping. <laughs> Um, Darren does say though that my advice would be to use recognized websites like talktofrank.com to get the full facts. 
Who the fuck is talktofrank.com? And who is not going there right now well, as you're Fra- listening to my voice? Well, Frank's probably the guy that got his nuts ripped off. Yeah. Talk to Frank, the dude who ripped his nuts off. You know, I, I wonder if this well, guy's... Well, how you doing? I wouldn't do this meow meow, but if anybody's got any LSD, I'll take that because my life pretty much sucks right now. I don't have nuts anymore and... No chicks want to do me, and when I drink a lot, I have to pee, and that hurts because I got a big nut scar. So, you got any marijuana? I want to get high. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> this is my friend Tally. Sounds just like me. So, do you think that they're gonna send this dude out to uh, high schools mm-hmm. and uh, junior the highs? A la Jerry Blank. Yeah, that like the uh, scare straight thing, and he's gonna be like. So one time, kids, and I'm not making this up, I got so high, I ripped my balls off. No, and then kids sh- are going to be like, oh, that's bullshit. I don't really believe it. And then he's going to pull his pants no. down. See? No, you got it wrong. First, he's got to talk for two hours about just really boring shit about like what he's doing now and how it's really positive thinking and blah, blah, blah. And then at the very end, he tells the story. He doesn't rip his pants out. Off, he just steps from behind the podium wearing no pants <laughs> with his nut scar right there. I'm a eunuch. I'm a eunuch. Look at it. Open your eyes. Yeah, I don't know, dude. On that note, with that mental image, I'm going to give this 4.5 stars. Five stars. He ripped yeah. his nuts off. He did rip his nuts well, off. Well, he wrote that on a forum. <laughs> so, you know, it's got to be trustworthy. All right, well, the third story here for episode 204 came courtesy of James. James writes in, and you know what, you know, to be honest, actually, I almost didn't do this story. Right. Because yeah. James whines a bit in this email. What, because he lost his giant peach? <laughs> God, that's so bad. <laughs> Why can't he pull an A-list material this show? I think I had one too many shots of Meow Meow and Jaeger. <laughs> meow Meow mixed mostly with Jaeger. Jaeger. So, no, okay, so James, listen, James. We pick these stories based on the time that they are emailed to us. Because or a lot of these stories level of hotness of woman who sends Okay, yeah. So if if we get a <laughs> secondary if, if we tier. get a story from a woman who sends in a picture of her tits, right. of course we're gonna do that story over your story. Right. But we tend to be rather, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, so. but we tend to be egalitarian about it. So we'll usually do the story that we get in first. The reason we don't do some people's stories is because they send in fifteen stories. Right, fifteen stories from one person pretty much ensures that you're not going to get a story read right on sick and wrong. Right, send because by the time we sift through the last people. one, like we hate your guts. Yeah, I know. We're just like Jesus, dude. Why do you have to send in fifteen stories? Well, anyway, I kind of credit James here for. Really kind of going above and beyond. He writes a little description of it. He actually did a bit of his research. And, uh, well, listen to this email here. He goes, right. Hello. Something's going on. I can smell it. I've only submitted stories now for two weeks. And both weeks, the story I submitted was featured on your show, but credited to another listener. Now I'm fully aware of that. I'm not the only sad twat with too much time on his hands. Although I did make the effort to send in the last story from my hotel in Seoul. But oh. two weeks in a row, the only two weeks I bothered to try and contribute to, hmm, dodgy dealings, me thinks. Is this Sherlock Holmes? I don't know. It, it, <laughs> it, it sounds like he has the uh, you know, mental intuition here. Right, you know. Of uh, Sherlock Holmes. He's serious. He's seeing a pattern. I don't know. I, I think he uh, senses the conspiracy that we have against yeah. James, yeah. You know, that we've been plotting for right. the past six yeah. months. Of course. He's uncovered our plot. 
Fuck. He writes, anyway, I hope you credit me for one of the stories I've sent you and not some other interloper. I've had a good year with paid trips all over the planet doing stupid stuff, riding loads of high-powered motorcycles, spending time in a KGB holding cell in the former Soviet bloc, enjoying time with my family. But what my year is really missing is to get a shout-out on your prestigious radio broadcast. Hmm. Well, flattery will get you everywhere. I was about to say, I hate your guts, but you're right. We're pretty awesome, so let's do it. Well, it kind of cracks me up, though. It's like, how does Sick and Wrong compare to a KGB holding cell or... Motorcycle ride. Paid trips all over the planet. Yeah. Who is this guy? I, I don't know. He's a, he's a man of mystery. I think is it's James the, Bond. Is he the Johnny Knoxville of England or something? It's, it's, it's Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, James, you know what? We appreciate you sending in all these stories. In the future, just send in one. But I want to give a big up to James for actually being persistent. Yeah. Persistence counts sometimes. Your dreams can come true. So big shout out to you, James. We're better than the KGB. We're better than high-powered motorcycles. He writes in, anyway, happy holidays. Keep up the good work with the British accents. That's another reason why I read this. He likes oh, our he British likes accents, yeah. other than all those other ungrateful limeys. Swedish Man Milk is the name of the story. I always knew those Scandinavians were odd, James. The uh, story is Swedish Milkman Loses His Breastfeeding Battle. Did you hear about this guy? That could just mean so many different things. Yeah, there is a, uh, a lot <laughs> is of Is he an uh, actual milkman that's trying to breastfeed off a large-breasted Swedish woman? Because that would be awesome. You'd actually, that'd be like the sweetest Russ Meyer movie ever. Yeah, I think there actually is like three Russ Myers movies <laughs> in that plot. About that. No, this guy uh, fancied himself his own milkman. He dubbed his, it's a self-dubbed sober cat. How <laughs> <you> like that? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm stunned into silence. Ragnar Bengtsson. I love that name, Ragnar. Ragnar, yeah, it's pretty Ragnar's sweet. pretty sweet. 26 years old, has failed in his high-profile bid to pump forth milk from his breasts. His milk race. Wait, 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 wait. Go. I was burping, and I think I couldn't hear. It. He's lost his twenty-four month bid. No, uh, his high profile. Oh, bid. high profile. Uh, I guess his, he's been all over the internet. He's about to be flown to the United States for appearance on the Tyra Banks show. Apparently, she can't get a uh, decent guest anymore. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, wacky. Bangson's milk race began with a bang in early September, as he set about pumping his breasts on a three-hourly basis. Uh -huh. the, the unorthodox sight of a young dad with a machine pressed to his nipples became part of daily life at Stockholm University. He's a student or a professor? He's a student, as the economic student <laughs> endeavored to do his bit for gender equality. Oh, my God. What a ponce. Seriously, what a ponce. I don't even think this qualifies you as a ponce in Europe anymore. This is just <laughs> the feminization of the European male. You know, I know this is going to offend some people, but I want to ask this question. I want to pose this question to our audience. Are there any real men left in Europe? Uh, you know, there's no Winston Churchill on the horizon. I'll Dude, just say what, that. What would the Vikings... There's no Lawrence of what Arabia the around the corner. Vikings have thought, thought about this guy... Oh, that's even worse. ...milking his breast. Vikings were from Sweden. Right. They would have chopped I mean? his head off with their enormous battle axe and then drank, beer, and drank beer out of his skull. Thor would have smashed this guy's head in with a hammer. What happened to that Viking mentality? Um, you know, they got socialized. <laughs> so what, now they're like milking themselves? Men are milking their breasts or lactating? Yes, that's what, that's what happens. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit yeah. bothered by this. National health care, then you have to breastfeed. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. So, uh, it's not good. Ragnar feels if men could breastfeed their babies, 
then women could rejoin the workplace more quickly, safe in right. the knowledge that their newborns were receiving the proper nourishment from their proud dads. That's probably true, but uh, why does he care again? <laughs> you know, I do like the idea of women in the workplace. I, I strive to be not a dad, but a stay-at-home dude. That is true. Could you imagine? My, just, my, my worlds are colliding now. You, see, you, you know, know that, right? But I don't think that's a feminization. It's not like I would put an apron on, I'd do the cooking and clean the house. Mm -hmm. I would probably buy a PS3 mm -hmm. and uh, smoke a lot of weed. Get some meow meow. <laughs> get some meow meow. I'd walk the dog. I'd probably jerk off the internet porn. And my wife would be the breadwinner. Uh-huh. And, and the housekeeper. Dude, don't all <laughs> right? But don't all men strive for that? Like, wouldn't you? If okay, let's say you you're dating a high power attorney, female attorney. Uh huh. She As wears one the of pants my good in the relationship. My is actually. She wears the pants in the relationship. She earns 180 grand a year at you least. Know, you work at the you know adult porn store down the street. Okay. You yeah. know the jack off booths, and uh, you make you know eight twenty five an hour. Sure. Wouldn't that be I sweet? work there for the perks, for the free porn, not because I need the A25. I, you know what I'd almost do? I'd be like, baby, I got laid off from my graphic design position, and I'm, I'm looking for jobs, but uh, <laughs> I'm just going to kind of just send out resumes and really yeah. find the job I really need. But in the meantime, I'll take care of like the uh, domestic duties, you know? Like right. Playing PlayStation, walking the dog, smoking right. weed. I would maybe make the bed in the morning. That's a big maybe. You gotta do something do while the coffee's brewing. Well, maybe she brews the coffee before you get up. I, I would probably be like, you know, I lost my job, but I am gonna pick up a couple shifts at the bar down the street yeah. with all the 22-year-old other bartenders, so I'll be bringing in some cash from that, and I'll be out kind of late on like, you know, Thursdays Tuesdays Thursdays. So don't wait up. You know, I might, we usually clean up till about 4 or 5 in the morning. Um, but I, you know, I just I want know, you to know dude. that I'm going to pull my weight. And you know what though? A lot of women would go for that because a lot yeah. of women would be like, they're maternal. They have maternal instincts and they'll be like, you know what? He's really trying. Right. He's trying to get a job and, uh, he's got a great dick. I think, I think a lot of girls think that. Really? Well, when they date Jewish guys. Other girls? Well, no, like, girls <laughs> which, think which that. Girls? Well, girls date Jewish guys and Jewish guys are. You right. Know, hung like where's, John your high powered, where's your high powered <laughs> lawyer wife again? Is she going to be home? Because I got to get out of here. Yeah. I could only wish. Right. So, That's how lions do it, by the way, just not to get too far afield. But, yeah, know. it is true. The lionesses go out and hunt. Yeah, and the and male lion just, just chills and eats the food. And then when the lionesses come back, he bangs them. That's yeah. his job, man. Banging. It's not that bad. Banging. Banging and, then, and having really good hair. And think about it, That's a dude. fucking lion. I, I, <laughs> I actually kind Look of at the lion, bro, the lion man. Life. That's why you need the Jufro again. You know what, dude? I'm going to start a self-help group for men. Be the lion. King Get, of the jungle, baby. King of the jungle. Get King of the jungle hair. doesn't work. Why would he we fucks. work? We fuck, and that's what we do. And we you lay have many back, women. We fuck, and uh, You're the many women, women work. go out and get the food. Women bring back the food. I'm yeah. totally down with that. Be like the lion. Take good that hair. from get second round. Good hair, though. Bald dudes, you're fucked. Bald dudes, you're going to have to get a wig or Rogaine. <laughs> Plugs. Plugs. So ultimately, the experiment failed here. Uh, Bengston was unable to live up to the name of his blog, The Milkman, one drop at a time. So this Ponce actually had a blog. Right. Where he was like, 
I'm the milkman, right. and I uh, milk my breasts one drop at a time. He does realize he doesn't have tits, right? I mean, maybe he's a fat guy, and maybe he has tits, but they're not real tits. No, he's not even that fat. Like, seriously. I produce milk, but it's not for my nipple. He's a dad, though, so someone actually did have sex with him. He procreated. Like, right. if, if I was his wife, I'd divorce him just based on the name of that blog. <laughs> what is it again? The milkman, one drop at a time. It's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. He said, uh, <laughs> we, I, he goes, I never expect the enormous reaction that uh, we got here. A lot of people were almost blinded with disgust. Um, th- th- actually, this came from Magnus Talib, a member of the uh, editorial team that's followed the day-to-day progress of the uh, milkman. Magnus is the second best Swedish name. Magnus is a pretty cool Swedish But it's, okay, th- so these guys have these virile names. Right. But yet they're milking, well, they're milking their tits. Their ancestral their names from the Vikings when they were cool. And you know what, though? They've thrown these... Their, their Viking ancestors are flipping in their graves. Right. You know, turning over. What, like, what, what was the best thing, last best thing to come out of Sweden? Bathory. <laughs> the band. <laughs> damn good black metal band. <laughs> yeah. Helicopters. Well, this guy is obviously not listening to black metal. No, dude. This guy listens to Enya, who also came from Sweden, I believe. Oh, wow. Horrible. So news I thought of the she would was be, Welsh. N- Oh, maybe she was. <laughs> News of the I think she came straight from hell. News of the would-be breastfeeding dad spread quickly. Media outlets covered it. It was all over the internet. It became an internet sensation. Uh, apparently, what he was doing, he was pumping his breasts at three-hour intervals every day until the beginning of December. He was a full-time economics student at Stockholm University, so he right. wasn't always in a position to pump in private. So sometimes he had to pull out the pump during lectures. He claims, it didn't really bother me if it makes people uncomfortable. If they have issues with it, that's their problem. Uh-huh. What would you do if you're on a plane and this guy's pumping milk from his breast next to you? Oh, that's hard to say. I mean, I'm a very passive-aggressive person, as, even as tough as I come off on the cast. <laughs> okay. Let's Probably see. nothing. Uh, you know, I would not sit next to somebody who's milking their breast. I think I would maybe try and get get go to the bathroom and then tell the stewardess that I thought that the guy had a bomb. He's got some electronic device. I don't want to know what it is. It's making noise. I would be he like, just I'm sitting next to a pervert. Yeah, that too. Look at this guy. Yeah. Now, what if wanna... you're, okay, what if you're sitting next to a pregnant lady or a woman who just gave birth and she's feet, breastfeeding her kid next to you? Oh, I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> Boner town. Yeah. That's when I pull my tray table out <laughs> or put my newspaper on my lap. Can I have a blanket, miss? <laughs> Actually, make that too. Jack, uh, jack, jack. Male lactation is a relatively common side effect of hormone treatments. But apparently Ragnar here, Bankson, had no plans to chemically induce the process. He says if it works and the milk turns out to have a high nutritional value, it could be a real breakthrough mm. for women. Really? He has a two-year-old son who is in no way involved in the experiment, but the Stockholm dad doesn't rule out breastfeeding future kids. Mm-hmm. Apparently, though, it didn't end up working out. He wasn't able to uh, produce enough milk. All he got was sore breasts. You can get milk out of a male tit. Is that what I'm hearing? No, you can't. He wasn't able to produce enough milk. If he had right, taken right, estrogen, but the, the article doesn't say it's impossible. They're just saying he need, would need some estrogen uh, yeah, injections, and then he, you can you make get, milk. You can make milk. Yeah, really. <laughs> I was just giving you ideas. I'm just thinking, like you know, buying milk is annoying because you always have to buy like. You want to make some mac and cheese, and you only need a little bit of milk, but you have to buy a lot because there's sort of a minimum container size, and it's constantly going bad. 
And I don't that make co- true. I don't make coffee at home that often, but once in a while I do. And you want some milk for your coffee, and you're like, oh, what am I going to go buy another minimum container size of milk and use like a half a teaspoon of it? I mean, I don't do I don't do the half coffee, half milk thing. I just so want a little bit. Are you saying the savings? <laughs> Would encourage you to, or inspire you to grow breasts. You wouldn't mind growing breasts just to save on the milk. Uh, do I need a full breast? Can I get like a half an A cup? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you already kind of had. Don't you already kind of have I'm that? I'm embracing <laughs> the holiday. <laughs> Think of the savings, Shanika. Okay. How about how about this? Though? Convenience. Too. How about this? Just if, a little squirt. If you were a young Swedish lad, Magnuson right. or whatever, and you grew yeah. up later, and your mom was like. You know, son, actually, I never breastfeeded you. Your father did. Ooh. How upset would you be? Uh, no, very. I would be really upset. I would not breastfeed. I don't even care if my dad could produce milk. I wouldn't do it because it's unnatural. You want to know right. why? Because lions don't produce milk. No. Male lions, that is. Well, young D, I never breastfed you, but your dad did. And it wasn't your breast. It was his cup. <laughs> came in your mouth and you ate it. <laughs> And that's why you're so big and strong and gay today. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, Wackerly, um, the whole concept of male breastfeeding, you know, you know what really... I'm just d- giving this a five on the this guy's an asshole scale. And the fact that he's a Swedish economist... It makes like, me think... Oh, the Swedish econ- what the what, what does he have to say about Swedish economy? I'm never going to Sweden based on this, even though the chicks are really hot there. No, that's a myth. I don't know. Chicks they just are have there. just as many dogs as they have anywhere else. Trust me. If, but if they're going to make me breastfeed a kid, I'm not going there. Uh, what if one of those really hot blonde, you know, Swedish bikini chain chicks in, uh, you know, has a kid for you? Would you would you breastfeed it then? And she's a high powered attorney. It makes a lot of money. And I well, she's on the Swedish bikini team. She makes a lot of money from that. And I get to stay at home and just have sex there and bang. In Sweden, it's pretty cold. You were just complaining how Detroit was too cold. Yeah, it is kind of cold. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to think about that. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm going to give this a 4.25. It I'm didn't work. It a five. I'm giving it, it a five. Work. It's everything that I, you know, that's that's wrong about socialist Society. Europe, Western Europe right now. The we'll EU. See, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. Well, actually, we are nearing the end of the show. We got a few phone calls and sure a few do. emails to the uh, podcast, hotmail.com. Before we get to the phone calls, how about a quick word from our sponsor, courtesy of uh, Michelle from her acapella group. Uh, did, Hot I, Michelle? Yeah, Michelle is uh, actually rather attractive, and uh, she's a member of an acapella group at University of North Carolina. Yeah. I so, would hate her for being in an acapella group, except she's hot. Well, you know, it's it's funny. It's like I'm doing away with that caustic approach of selling dildos where I'm like, you know, really angry. and uh, Yeah, it was aggressive and hostile. Aggressive and hostile. And I don't think that inspires people to go buy dildos. So instead... No, it turns people... It makes, makes people's orifices clinch up in fear, which is not what you want when you're thinking about a dildo. Hot chicks sell dildos. Yeah. So check this out, people. That's true. Uh, Michelle writes in, hey, Simon and Wackerly, I got some of the members of my acapella group, all-girl staff, to help me make a little musical promo for AdamandEve.com. If you could just give us a little shout-out to our group when you play it, that'd be great. Is the name of the group all-girl staff? All-girl staff, yeah. Okay. 
I hope it makes you uh, before. I hope it makes before tonight's podcast. If not, I guess I'll hear it next week. Hope you both like it. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong, Michelle. A confident one is she? Yeah, <laughs> she knew it was getting on. Oh, dude, it's it's it, it, it's it's boner inducing. Listen to this. It, it's kind of hot hearing chicks sing about buying dildos. I know, I like but it. can you? So she got all these girls. Maybe they've listened to the show. Maybe not. Maybe a couple of them like that to get together and do. And you know they had to rehearse it because acapella. Oh, they yeah, had to no, be they coordinated. To put together this promo. I we, appreciate it. Yeah, but we could just not play it. No. <laughs> we're, we're, we have to. We're going to play okay. it. Jesus Christ. So here but, it is. A big shout out to the all girl staff with our new Adam and Eve promo for Sick and Wrong. Thank you, all girl staff. to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. You gotta admit, Wackerly, that was hot. I, I'm conflicted between it being hot, but then just hating acapella music. What, what do you have against acapella music? The it's sound, a bunch of hot chicks the sitting there. <laughs> There's well, a little thing called the Manhattan Transfer. Maybe you've heard of it. Boys to men scarred me at an early age. Boys to men. Yeah, they did a little bit of acapella, a little bit of R and B. So you know, the R and B yeah, is not, not that, bad. Not as, I actually kind of, you know, if it was, if it was all dudes that sent that in I probably wouldn't have made the show no I would probably quit doing the show <laughs> yeah no, I'd be, I'd be a little acapella frightened beat. I think I'd be frightened but but the fact that it was like all chicks doing this acapella thing yeah. kind of gave me a stir down there it moved it moved it moved to the left a bit you've got chubs I had chubs for that acapella yeah. song I like it does, you know what I like I like the, the beatboxing it tickles the multiple partner thing going on yeah I like the, the beatboxing thing yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of it kind of makes me feel like, you know, maybe if I was shagging one of those girls, they'd do acapella songs for me. <laughs> I like that. If a girl can do an acapella song while you're shagging her, you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, people. AdamandEve.com. Go right now. Type in Diddle when you check out. You get, like, free adult movies. You get 50% off your item. Buy a dildo for December or one of those, like, sexy stocking stuffers. That'd be yep. cool. Yep. Well, we got a bunch of phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Drunk Dial Line. People can call the Drunk Dial Line at 206-666-3846. You don't necessarily need to be drunk, but you got to be drunk or high, or at least on some meow meow. Yeah. You can also email us. Call at, in as you're ripping your balls off. Yeah. <laughs> as you're tearing that scrotum like uh, from your body, give us a call. Uh, you can also email us at sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. And then we got a bunch of good phone calls here for uh, this episode. So, actually, why not play call number one? Hi, this is Mad Doc from the forums. Uh, new listen to the show. Love it. Uh, been listening to some of the old ones from the beginning, and I've noticed a recurring theme when people uh, don't seem to use your great sponsor, Adam and Eve, 
to get themselves off. And uh, as a surgical doctor, I see a lot of a lot of really fucked up stuff at work, uh, but none so much as uh, when I was an emergency doctor down in a small. Um. Okay. His Hugh, voice sounds familiar. Hugh Laurie. Is, is it? Is it Hugh? Yeah, he seems to be under the impression that he's an actual doctor. You did, Hugh. You just play a doctor on TV, and when you're at work, it's a set. It's not a hospital. So, okay. First of all, I mean, I'm this, willing in it to entertain the call, but I just want him to get that straight. You know, I knew Hugh Laurie was a fan, but this is obviously the first time Hugh has called in. Right. But yeah, I don't. Get it? Does Hugh though is a method actor? Does he really immerse himself within the character? Yeah, but he should still keep his wits about him. I mean, so, he, Hugh, you're an actor, you're not a doctor. So are you saying when Hugh calls Sick and Wrong's drunk dial line, he should be Hugh Laurie, not House MD? I I would prefer that. Yeah, I I don't know if he can. But make I don't the... know. Maybe people like hearing from House. Okay, I mean, sorry, I stopped the call. Jesus. Okay, I, I'm thinking this is House. So so go, let's go along here, Hugh. And in a small district hospital. I've got two stories which uh, I think you'll enjoy and a good reason not to try uh, inventing something at home to get yourself off. First one is uh, a telephone engineer who uh, came to the ED in the middle of the night. Wait, did he say a telephone engineer? Right. A telephone engineer. Right. So this guy, what what is a telephone engineer? Do they even have those in this day and age anymore? (laughs) I don't know. Is that what the, you call the, the guy, guy who works the, on the telephone? At the AT&T store, he's a telephone engineer? No, that's a sales guy. This is a guy who, like, works on... He wires up the telephones. Okay. So, right. a telephone engineer... Telephone poles. You ever see one of those? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so the guy who climbs up there and, like, you know, rewires your phone for you. That's a telephone engineer. So, telephone engineer has a problem, and he goes and sees House MD. Looking uh, like a regular uh, kind of guy. Seem quite... Um, straight and narrow, but wearing quite baggy uh, trousers, and uh, he had a male problem, so I saw him in the side room, and he... Wait. <laughs> the side room for male problems? <laughs> so, a male problem, you gotta go in the side... Is that like the cock room, the penis room? I'm assuming it is. is it, it's just like... So There's you... two places that has that, and it's it's ho- Dr. House's hospital... And your brother's bar. Yeah, I think my brother's apartment. I never go into and the his side room. Right. Apartment my, and bar. So there's three places. Yeah, I never go into the side room at my brother's bar. I tend to avoid that area. It's the male problem room. The male You're problem about to room. have a male problem. <laughs> and he probably pulled down his trousers to reveal uh, a telephone receiver hanging from the end of his cock. Um, the old style receivers, the ones with the curly cord, what it's done is his. God knows why, thought it'd be quite a good way of getting himself off to feed that up his cock right the way to the hilt and then jack himself off. So he did this, jacked himself off, came, tried to pull the receiver out, but he couldn't get it out. It was stuck. <laughs> Wait, what, what's a what's proper bedside manner here? Because this guy's like a very, you know, Hugh Laurie is a very cordial guy. Obviously, he's like, oh, I'm... Jake, uh, your trousers down. It's fine. He's, oh, you have a little bit of a... Your phone is shoved up your penis there. Ring, Cord. ring, ring, banana <laughs> phone. Well, no. uh, well what, uh, that seems like an all right. What what, what were you doing? Oh, well, I jacked myself off and now it's stuck. Oh, well, one can see how that would happen. And now it has happened. <laughs> I, I guess we're going to have to sort you out then. Aren't we? You can't just be like... 
What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> Why is there a phone hanging out of your cock? I mean, dude, hello, hello, is this thing on? Are you a fucking moron? It would be. What's so- wrong with this picture? I'm answering a phone under the end of your dick. I'm- Get out of my men room, my male problem room. I've got better things to deal with than your dumbass. Well, apparently you do have a problem. Excuse me, I need to call my wife here. <laughs> Hello, honey. You'll, you'll never believe this moron that came in today. He's got a phone out of his cock. Yeah, I'm calling you on it right now. I'm trying to dial this Todger phone, and it's just not dialing. I don't know. Where, where are the numbers? <laughs> Wait, he's got, he's got nine genital warts shaped just like the keypad. Do you think Hugh Laurie, though, regularly encounters this type of thing in his profession? Not as an actor, as a doctor. There's no surprising Dr. House. No. So, he didn't really have much choice uh, apart from coming to hospital. And when we saw him, this was a big issue. This curly cord had tied itself up inside his bladder Ah. and knotted in his bladder. There was no way at all we could remove it just by pulling it out. It caused him absolute agony, just caused lots of bleeding. It was really quite disgusting. And this poor guy ended up going to theatre. And uh, we tried to... I don't think he went to the movie theatre. I think he went to the operating theatre. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> when would you... So he went to see Notting Hill and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> when he said theater, like, what, what was he going to... I was wondering, I was like, what What are you talking about? Theater, well, like Shakespeare? I'm telling you, this socialized medicine, you're like, well, I might as well go see a movie because I'm not going to get admitted to the operating room for like three hours, okay? <laughs> well, you should have to worry about him talking on his cell phone. Man, I'm stuck really... Gu- his, I'm really his cell phone's stuck in his ass. <laughs> He's got a, real, a receiver phone hanging up his dick. I'm really gunning for that Glenn Beck appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Podcaster who hates socialized medicine and Obamacare. Wackerly is on next segment. Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck, coming up next. Try to remove it through the penis by splaying it open, Uh, which unfortunately for him was not successful. Uh, So this poor guy ended up having... That's a guy who's seen too many dicks splayed open when he's just (laughs) laughing about, oh, that didn't work at all. We cut his todger right in two like a banana split. It hung out there and fluttered about like wings of a butterfly. <laughs> no, but seriously, dude, the way he said it, like so nonchalantly, like he's seen a lot. Laid open. I mean, Jesus, God, even need to get you, to get your penis splayed. That's just one thing. If if they suggested that to me, I'd be like, uh, is there something else we could do? Could you pull yeah. it out of my ass? Right. Could you just do it, but not call it splayed? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that'd be good. Have it taken out from the penis. And also had to have his bladder removed in its entirety. So this guy's now been left with what's called a urostomy, where he pees through a little tube out of his kidney into a bag and has a cock which I haven't followed him up. I was only in an emergency department. I can't imagine works after we butchered it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dr. House. I think I missed this episode. Yeah, I missed this episode of House, but I wish I would have seen it. Hopefully I can catch a rerun. Yeah. So that's one thing definitely not to try. The second thing is a guy who uh, was a bit more of a prey and had gone to the habit of, uh, I don't know if you guys have in the States, that sort of expanding foam stuff that you can squirt into a hole in a wall and it will just expand to fill the gap. He's talking about cock? (laughs) Yeah, cock, but not that cock. (laughs) C-O-C-K, not C-A-U-L-K. No, it's like this... uh, 
It's insulation for your house. It's insulation. You, it okay, comes out as a liquid, so you can put it in a little hole, but then it'll like fill the whole cavity behind the wall because after it, in about five minutes, it, it expands, expands into a okay. solid thing. Yeah, I know he's. I can see where he's going with this. It is not a good place. No, I, no, I, I, seriously, house. <laughs> well, he had developed a mechanism for injecting this into his ass with a piece of uh, rope in his ass, so that as it expand, expanded, he would jack himself off. It would harden. It'd come, and then he'd pull the uh, the hardened mass out of his ass, uh, with and the then everyone would be a winner. Uh, except this one time, the string came out without the foam, which had hardened. And so you'd think you'd just go to hospital at that point. But this guy was way more resourceful than this, or embarrassed. So, um, but we didn't notice at the time. He came in with this problem saying, I've got this up my ass, very honest about it all. And we're like, okay. So we did some uh, radiography. Like, and this is what I don't understand about doctors. I mean, they're tra- they have the Hippocratic Oath. They have to help anybody that comes in. Of course. But, you know, there's got to be like children who've been in horrific car accidents and uh, old ladies that have fallen down the stairs and broken their hips and guys who'd like, who've um, been in industrial accidents and have acid all over their face or an eye poked out. And then there's a guy who comes in who like was jacking off improperly. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'll get to you soon. Go sit over there in the male problem room. And I, you know, maybe after my third break of the night, I'll come by and see you. You know what I find interesting about all these calls, and we've had quite a number of them actually from people that work in the in the medical profession. How come there's never any calls from like a woman who stuck a bowling pin up her vagina mm. and it's stuck up there? How many times have you heard calls like that? Like, well, you know, this lady came in here and Jesus, dude, she had like two bowling pins in her yeah, vagina right. and uh, you know a remote control from TV and a forty of Mickey's. Yeah. Uh, it's because men are pigs, <laughs> not women. I mean, it's not just a matter of women being able to go out and get fucked, but it's just the matter of women can go out and get fucked and they'll just be satisfied with that. But guys, like, I probably could get laid. I'm probably even married. I could fuck my wife. But you know what? I really want some industrial insulation foam in my ass. That's what really gets me off. You know what this, should, this segment should be called? When jacking off isn't good enough. It's like you yeah. could just like jack off into a Kleenex and yeah. throw it away and it's done. But yeah. there are certain dudes that's just like that's just not good enough. Men have to go to extremes. We got to go above and beyond it. It's just like we need to put yeah, like expanding insulation in our rectums. Right. It's never enough for us. Yeah. So let's see what happened here. And we noticed these weird track lines in the in this lump in his ass. And it turns out that he'd got a drill from home in his garage and had tried to drill up his rectum to smash it up so that he could then crap it out. Of course, this didn't work at all. Of course, I <laughs> so This guy it. ended up having to have it removed in major surgery. And D, you like this? He ended up with a colostomy. So, there's two stories uh, which are absolutely uh, down the line evidence that if you want to get yourself off using some form of sex toy, buy one from adamandeve.com. <laughs> Don't forget to use the great Really enjoy the show, guys. Keep going. I hope you go for another 200 episodes. Be safe. See you later. Bye. Now, does this allow us to legally say one out of one British surgeons agree that you should be ordering 
from Adam and Eve and using the second wrong coupon code? I think it allows us legally to say, Hugh Laurie thinks you should be ordering from AdamandEve.com <laughs> I think we and typing in the word diddle. He's a surgeon. He's a surgeon. And he's a famous person. He's famous. And he knows about jacking off, and he knows about going to a, too far of an extreme. Well, I've heard that he sits around with Eric Bana and listens to Sick and Wrong on a regular basis. So it's, it's, it's nice to know that we have like, yeah, it's nice to know that we have these celebrity fans. Yeah. But th- thank you there, uh, Hugh, for calling in and giving us those words of advice. People, seriously, if you want to jack off, you want to get to that next level, buy a safe, medically approved toy right. from AdamEve.com. And now for all Don't of you... Don't improvise. For all of you listeners who have your toys, get them out now, lube them up, because these next two calls, you're going to want to yeah. be jacking it. I'm a lot, a, Fingering a lot, it. A final note, don't be a masturbation MacGyver. That's all <laughs> no. I got to say. Just don't be a masturbation, <laughs> masturbation MacGyver. Wackily, yeah, as you said, um, people, seriously, these next two calls are hot. Who's, what's the second call here? Hey, guys. It's and I Fetish coach. the last show or last episode and uh, your transit tooth fairy story reminded me of a pa- oh, patient a client I used to have uh, uh, or he used to visit the dungeon that I worked at uh, he was actually on I think like one of those HBO like hose up pimps down or pimps up hose down get it right <laughs> Is that like the black equivalent of Jersey Shore? I've never seen this. Hose pimp. up, pimps down. I've never seen this pimps up, hose down show, but I'm interested. No, I, I, I feel like it might give me a deeper understanding of myself. Right. I don't really like the S&M community calling their places of work or dungeons. Why? What do you think it should be called? Brothels? I don't call it whatever you want, but don't call it. I mean, if it's underground and there's like water dripping from the walls. So wait, you're thinking medieval <laughs> dungeon? Does he, see now you're saying my definition my definition needs an extended term medieval yeah, but dungeon. I think you have your own wackily definition of a dungeon. I yes, think dungeon, I do. I think dungeons, it's a dungeons and dragons. <laughs> dungeons and dragons. Dungeons. It's been around way longer than this S and M stuff. So okay, so back no, then, probably not really. But. but back then in the day, they didn't use those dungeons for sex. They used those yeah. dungeons for torture. And, you know, finding treasure and, and you ba- didn't battling, get boners battling to- goblins and that sort of thing. Yeah, you didn't get boners from that kind of torture. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, take that 20-sided die out of your ass. <laughs> Can I leave the chocolate coins up there? <laughs> That's fine. I can, you can do whatever you want with us. All right. Well, I'll let Christina call it a dungeon because she's a sweetheart. Is this Mel Brooks? Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, is this Woody Allen? <laughs> like, no, but, but what was she saying? Alan King? <laughs> but was she saying that this guy was in the Pimps and Hoes MTV thing? She He's thought he might guy. have been. A, a, an old Jewish guy is a pimp or a hoe? Or maybe he was a producer? I'm thinking producer. But Mel- he also has a sexual fetish, so maybe he was in the Pimps and Hoes thing be, as, like, a client. I think it was Mel Brooks, because Mel Brooks... Um, was a pimp formerly before he became famous. Really? Yeah. Spaceballs. That's what it's about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's a mental dental. Did you get that? 
Um, I don't know what that means. Right, but she's related. The re- whole reason she called in is because she the, the story the about the fairy. tooth yeah, fairy yeah. on the bus got her reminded her about it. Does she have a dentist chair in that dungeon? Does, I mean, she, does he have a dental license to be using this dental equipment? No, she's like, I'll jam this shit in your mouth. Fuck it, I don't care. You're paying, right? I mean, the fact that he has this dental equipment on there and he's paying this, like, dominatrix to pull yeah. his teeth out. Right. I wonder what his real dentist says about this. <laughs> Not happy. I know, his real dentist is just like, dude... There's nothing I can do for you about this. I, I right. can't. I can't. You know, just replace the teeth that you're having the the dominatrix pull out. <laughs> it's a problem for me. Yeah, you me or go- her, man. <laughs> me or her. I can't be doing this. You know, he would have me like pick and try and pry his teeth out of his bottom like gums, and it was very very weird. And he liked the. Was Christina says something is weird. It was weird. Yeah, I would find that kind of odd. I mean, you know what's weird is most people are deathly afraid of dentists. Yeah. But the fact that Hi, this guy... Hi, how you doing? That's me. <laughs> yeah, but, but Marathon the... Man, you ever see that movie with Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was... Is it safe? Is it safe? <laughs> ah! But the fact that some guy would fetishize it... Mm. Well, I mean, I also don't want to have my balls stepped on or like be, have my ass whipped, so that's just me, too. I'd rather do that than go to the dentist. Like the idea of us touching each other's teeth. So we sat there for like 10 minutes and just touched each other's teeth. I had rubber gloves on mine too, and he did too. Um, although the gross part didn't come. Wait, 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 wait. Because <laughs> I was starting to chub up. I was like, I thought she was touching her teeth to his teeth. So it's kind of like making out, right? Which is no, something no, no. that's hard. He was, he was touching her teeth, she was touching his, his teeth. His teeth with her finger. Yeah. Their teeth weren't touching. No, no. Teeth See, weren't touching. I was starting to get capping. horny, and now it's like, Jesus Christ. Now, I wonder if they it's had t- that, that tube with the water or the air that comes the air out. Pick. <laughs> water pick. Nice. Come until he wanted a foot massage. And when I went down on his feet, it was like a block of moldy cheese that was stuck on his toes. It was really gross. And then when he pulled down his pants, because like he wanted to masturbate um yeah of course one ball is bigger than the other was the size of the grapefruit it was the size of a grapefruit not just your normal she like she said a, one ball was the size of the gra- of a grapefruit and the other that's ball she said yeah it's disgusting it's really bad and it made me feel like i was in like some sort of david lynch film um nice guy otherwise Really well, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on one second. Other than the fact that she's trying to yank his teeth out, yeah. he's got feet that look like moldy cheese. He's got a ball the size like of the cheese. grapefruit, and he's jacking off, and he's old, and he's staring at her. He's a nice guy. Yeah, 
Well, the jack the jacking off is the least weird thing. She's a dominatrix. Yeah, but I thought that didn't normally happen with doms. I didn't think dudes just jacked off. I don't think there's a lot of jacking off. Yeah, I don't think there's. I think that's. I think that is like. I don't a, think jacking that's off. That's a discourtesy. Weird. No, I, I I seriously think that in a professional dominatrix, there's no sexual climax. That's bullshit. I, I it's all about sex. I mean, you might have to be like you might climax afterwards in the side room. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> with with Doctor House. Dude. Well, uh, you seem to have whip marks all over your ass, and uh, there's a crucifix shoved up your rectum. Okay, we'll take care of that in a jiff. Oh, uh, just let me go see this child with leukemia for a second, and I'll be right back to get the crucifix out. Okay. Pardon me, I got to use the phone here. Do you mind if I grab that phone hanging out of your cock? Uh, there's another man in the in the male problem room. This is Bill. He's a telephone engineer. Ring, ring, ring. Touch your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened here? Remind me of that maybe. This dude on the bus or whatever, or on the transit or whatever. Maybe he was Your that grandpa. guy. Anyway, keep it sick and wrong. Later. Okay. <laughs> so the dude who knocked that girl's teeth out was Mel Brooks. I think we've established that now. Yeah, I think that probably was Mel Brooks. And Christina can be, you know, a witness. Finger him. You know, I wonder... In, in I mean, court, in court. <laughs> you know, I wonder if that... that public trans tooth fairy guy has like this huge collection of teeth and he just jacks off on them all the time and then polishes them to a shiny white sheen afterwards gotta get all yeah. the come off I, w- I wonder if that happens i don't know or maybe yeah. i mean maybe he goes to a dominatrix has his teeth yanked out and he just needs them to replace his old ones uh that would also be plausible it could happen well, thank you, Christina, for calling in. Uh, what, what's the third sexy call here? Well, the first sex, well, the first call wasn't very sexy. Wasn't okay, sexy. so the second sexy call. The, the first call actually was that was not sexy in the least bit. I just want to qualify that statement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but uh, Hugh Laurie's cool. But anyway, uh, what, what, what's the third call here? The second jack off call. <laughs> the second sexy call. Right. Hey guys, this is Allison from California. Um, I've been listening for a while, and um, I wanted to leave actually a story because I think it's pretty sick and wrong that I was an accidental willing participant of a foot fetish website. Okay, wait, hold okay, on a second. Not- Isn't that a bit paradoxical? I was accidental willing participant. Uh, I think I could maybe an oxymoron. Li- I don't know. I maybe could live with it. You know, she got into it accidentally, but she didn't resist. And I mean, it sounds kind of like bullshit, but I think accidental. How means, does something like this happen? Uh, there's some moolah involved. Well, let's see what happens. Okay, so what happened was I was at Laguna Beach um, over here in um, pretty much Orange County. You are in Orange County. <laughs> don't don't try. It. I know. I mean, Laguna Beach is cool and Irvine sucks, but you know, you're in Orange County. Yeah, the hills. Those chicks. That that all started out as a show called Laguna Beach. Oh, really? The the hills start was originally named Laguna Beach. I don't know. I could be wrong. I might be confused. <laughs> There's a lot of very hot women there. I wonder if Steven- it's a, a very wealthy beach community. So you're not say, so you're saying if Steven Seagal was cruising through the hills, it oh, would he'd be, be as entertaining. Out. He would be kicked. It would out be as entertaining. Of, he would be kicked out of Laguna Beach in a second. <laughs> you can't have that like weird jail ponytail in Laguna Beach. Hey, yuppie he has something in his pocket. There'd be no black people for him to harass in Laguna Beach. Okay? 
called me on the rocks and he said, hey, I really like your style and I want to come take a picture of you. You know, I'm an art student. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's all we have to do is go to Laguna Beach, see a hot chick on the rock, and tell her we like her style and that we're art students. Listen, and uh, she'd be like, "Yeah, my style is pretty cool." <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, this only goes out to our listeners who are in college or in high school. Um, you people that are garbage men and working class heroes, just, you can shut <laughs> if off. If you just you ran can... over a homeless person because you're high on Lortabs. <laughs> on the, in the street cleaner Th- thing. Think about you, something else for Yeah, think minutes. about something else here. So so listen to this. All you, knew, you need to do to get a girl back to your apartment or to do whatever is pretend to be an art student and yeah. a photographer. Just carry around a really cool looking camera. Don't get a digital camera. Get well, like really, you can buy like a, a three hundred dollar like yeah. single lens reflex, single lens reflex camera, and just but like, you know maybe like you could probably go to a garage sale and get like a Pentax, you know, just an A1000 old school camera. Or something. You don't even need to take the pictures. All you gotta do is say, "Yeah, I'm an artist. I'm a yeah. photographer, and uh, yeah. you are beautiful. You look like you know a model here. You look like uh, Grace Kelly." And uh, you don't even, you apparently you don't have to say that. I just say I like your style. I like your style, <laughs> and uh, you know I. I I've, I've had my pictures in Vice Magazine. So why don't you come back to my house and we'll take a couple pictures and see what's going on. That's all you got to do. Seriously, get a camera, walk around, and you can get hot chicks in Laguna Beach. Yeah, he had like one of those nicer cameras. So he starts taking pictures of A nice camera? Pretty much, I'm going to pass. Not even nice, nicer. A nicer camera, exactly. Nicer than disposable. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a cardboard camera. <laughs> Although I bet you there's some girls that that would work out. Well, this is just my throwaway one. I got the better one back at my place. He had a nicer camera, and he had this, like, minivan that he called the Bang Bus in the back. (laughs) But other than that, he was really cool. Nice guy. Uh, Is Allison ever going to call in again? I don't know. It's a gentle ribbing. I just want to know what happened in the Bang Bus. I don't know, Allison, but uh, Dee and I are podcasters, and uh, we like your stuff. (laughs) Maybe you want to come up to San Francisco? You haven't seen my camera. It's actually pretty rad. It's an icon. Yeah. Yeah. My camera's (laughs) hidden in the bathroom behind the mirror. (laughs) You should go in there. (laughs) You better take it out when uh, I go and uh, brush my teeth. No. That's a warning and sign I there, said, Allison. What are you doing? Like, yeah, I'm sort of like a normal person and like kicking him in the face. And uh, pretty much, he goes, oh, I'm going to put you on um, CaliforniaBeachFeet.com. I run a foot fetish website. And since I was 18 when it happened, pretty much illegal. So, yeah. Is it legal? I mean, doesn't she have to sign like a waiver? Like, yes, I... I mean, is she getting any money from this? You know, You know what I wonder? I mean, she didn't... Get any money from this? Did did, did she, she? must have had. There must have been something like twenty bucks or forty uh, bucks or well, something, or it got her high or something. She got her calling sick and wrong. <laughs> she, she did get the calling sick and wrong, but I wonder like how old she is now. A, but B, how does this guy know that she's eighteen? Is well, it, he's not taking pictures of vagina. Yeah, is it illegal if there's no pictures of uh, her vagine and she's but her feet used in a sexual manner? I don't think there's a law against. Pictures of minors' feet. So you can put a six-year-old kid's 
foot in your mouth and jack off to that, and that's fine? Uh, when you're doing the jacking off, I think, is the key element. Oh, okay, all right. If you wait till later, after the kid leaves, you jack away. So you're, okay, so it, it's, if, but if the kid was naked, then that's a problem. So the fact that she was 18, I mean, does that automatically really consent? Matter. But is that consent? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. So yes, I am on CaliforniaBeachFeet.com. As Allison? Because you know I'm going to go look this up. Oh, dude, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to look this up with my pants <laughs> down. I have a fake name. And my tissue out and the telephone cord yeah. up my dick hole. What about the insulation up your ass? <laughs> I, I don't yet? have that. <laughs> and I accidentally participated in this weirdo foot fetish. So yeah, uh, pretty sick and wrong. Wanted to share that with you. Mm-hmm. Um, love the podcast. Keep it up. Stay sick and wrong. Can say something? Bye. Being as you are 18, though, you should send a picture of your actual boobs into us because I don't really have a foot fetish. Yeah, I don't have a foot fetish either. Seriously, big toes don't do it for me. But uh, thank you, Allison, for calling in. And I think in the future, when a dude approaches you and uh, he's like, you know, you're, I really like your style. Why don't you come in the back of my bang bus? I would be wary. I would think twice. She California got, beach did, feet. She did get high, so, you know. I, I, guess, she, I guess she got stoned, but uh, there there you go, people. CaliforniaBeachFeet.com. I've never had the foot fetish, but uh, I like legs. I like feet. I mean, I like... I like women's feet. I don't... The men's feet, when the men... <laughs> Come on, dude. Nobody <laughs> likes men's feet. <laughs> I mean, I like... I, I mean, I would put a foot in my mouth, especially if there's a big naked vagina up at the other end but of the But would leg. you would you put a foot in your mouth that was walking around Venice Beach barefoot all day? Yeah, if it was hot enough. <laughs> Attached to a hot enough chick. Yeah, I would. I would. Dude, well, then you're going to be calling uh, House MD, and you're going to be like, dude... <laughs> I got this like sore in my mouth here. I think you gotta extract something. <laughs> There's a dirty homeless lady's toenail <laughs> stuck in my soft palate because I was sucking a homeless naked lady's foot, and I have gangrene of the tongue. <laughs> my life sucks. People call the sick and wrong drunk dial line two zero six 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 three eight four six. If you haven't already, join the sick and wrong forum. Right now, there's almost 4,000 members. I think one of my favorite new threads is the ex-girlfriend picture thread. Yeah, there's more posts than actual pictures of ex-girlfriends. I know, I, but it kind of cracked me up because, you know, I have a couple of naked pictures of some of my ex-girlfriends. I would never post them to a forum. Well, here's the other thing. That thread was started by, like, some dude with, like, ripped abs, and it's not... Um dead sexy, but he, dead sexy's like that, too. He's, like, a personal trainer, so he's, like, super cut. And has, like, really hot girlfriends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... I want to see pictures of, like, girls who are, like, normal, but, like, oh, yeah, she's So, wait, you want to see pictures of trolls? You want to see, like, fat chicks? I just said normal, not fat <laughs> chicks. You're so <laughs> disturbed, man. Okay, but you said normal. Right. Like, just normal chicks, like... You're... No, D. Attractive D, or normal? Attractive and normal, but not, like, oh, yeah, Have you're Have you some... been to Walmart, Wackerly? I'm not dating the chicks at Walmart. And D, <laughs> Those I've seen are your girlfriends. They're attractive, but they're not super hot. These really cut personal trainers have these super hot girlfriends, which I can go to any porn site and see a girl like that. I want to see like the real girl. So you're talking about girl next door? Yes. Okay. The attainable. The attainable. So it's like the type of girl you'd meet at the bar. Yes. At the bars that you hang out at. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Type of girl that would talk to me. The ones with the track marks showing and right. the, the, the varicose veins. Yeah, they've got some toilet paper hanging off of their <laughs> shoe and actually some shit on their hand because they miss with the toilet paper. Hacking up a used condom. Yeah, yes. no, that's, yeah, you, that's you can my find style. That on, you can't find that on the internet. I, that's why I want it on the Sacred Home Forum. You cannot find that on the internet. You can't search for... Real trashy chick. <laughs> Real white trash. Yeah. Um, if you haven't already, buy a sick and wrong t-shirt. Seriously. It's uh, the best Hanukkah gift you can really give somebody. Right. I mean, you can buy You can give them chocolate coins. You can give them a shitty plastic dreidel. But the real Hanukkah gift that keeps on giving that yeah. they're going to remember for years on out is a sick and wrong t-shirt. And I know you're not supposed to give Chanaka gifts, but um, a t-shirt is, it's not really a gift, it's a bond between you and, and your favorite Jew. And you're clothing somebody, so, you know, in chair, it's like a charitable right. kind of type of yeah. gift. And not to mention, once you get a t-shirt, you can join the sick and wrong army, aka Swarm. Uh, you can wear your own SNWT. Uh, I actually shipped out 12 shirts today. Because I've been in Detroit, so I've been able to send out shirts. We got a bunch Plus of orders. Plus, it's the holidays. I mean, they're going to get a, 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 a lot of, people, of orders. Well, a lot of people have been ordering shirts, so they get they arrive by Christmas or, or uh, Hanukkah. So, uh, people order your shirts today. Uh, the yeah. the people that or, that ordered in the past week or so, I shipped them out today. You should be getting them soon. Uh, one dude actually ordered four shirts as gifts. I hope it's for his whole family. <laughs> Grandma, that be great? Great grandma, grandpa. Well, it's just like, you know, your son was expecting a PlayStation 3, but instead he gets a sick and wrong yeah. t-shirt and a John Wayne Gacy sticker. <laughs> try, and get, try and get a PlayStation 3 box from a dumpster somewhere and put the t-shirt inside it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Comedy like, gold. Here, son, here's your gift. And sit down. I got to tell you something. Daddy breastfed you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you know that. Uh, so, yeah, go buy yourself a Sick Wrong t-shirt. You can just click on the store right at sickwrongpodcast.com. Finally here, Sick Wrong Song of the Week uh, was sent in by a guy who calls himself Jurgen Nod Hogvaldstad. Mm. This dude definitely fucking lactates his uh, breasts. Or he's a death metal god. He might be, actually. He, he sends in, here's a song from a band called Mana Penis. I doubt I'll have to translate that one. I'm the band's gimp. Dancer, and if you've ever seen one of my incoherent posts on the forum, that's me in my stripper mask. I also have a lovely. What's his forum name? I don't know. <laughs> I also have a lovely leopard thong to go with it, just as I started to sound like one of your sane fans, eh? Anyway, the band members are Lord Cughode, Lord Cockhead vocals, uh, SM Pingu guitar vocals, uh, Ant Blank bass, Vegetarian drums, and myself, Jorge the Gimp. The band is sort of a black metal variant um, on uh, porn metal. If you're going to play or listen to any of the songs, I recommend G-A-Y, Grim Anal Yogurt. <laughs> that it should be pointed out that it's definitely a live band. Anyway, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Hopefully you actually bother to read through the entire wall of text I just wrote. j Nod. So thank you, j Nod. We're going to end the show here. It's, it's actually kind of a cool song. Uh, Grim Anal Yogurt by Man of Penis, who I kind of wish would come out to San Francisco because they'd probably be really popular here. Um, I, would, I would see them. So Grim Anal go. Yogurt spells gay. Yeah. It's an acronym. Grim Anal Yogurt. They got it. Yeah, very descriptive. So we're going to end the show here. Sing wrong song of the week. Grim Anal Yogurt. Thank you, uh, Jay, for saying that in. People, we'll be back next week with uh, episode 205. Until then.
Take it so easy. Hey! This is a story about me and a girl on 86. We had sex, sex all night, sex all day. Then I realized I was gay, so I turned her on her back. I took her back, but I gave even faster. I exploded, my dick exploded. Hey, Dad, here's a movie about the Swift Boat campaign with some okay. dude. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's playing John Kerry. He d- like, you know what he no. told me? He rented some movie, and he was like, he was like, there is no violence, there is no blood, there is no murder, and there is no sex. It was perfect. <laughs> and I was like, what? So that's why he likes chick flicks, because they're romantic comedies that don't even fuck. But dude, what? what he might like it, I Love You, man. What point of watching the movie? You should have given him I Love You, man. At least it's kind of funny. I don't know. I've tried to Quincy funny Jones' people. daughter is hot, he but it's super obnoxious. Rather than funny people. Funny people sucked. Did you see that? No, I didn't because uh, oh, it's all right. The first two thirds are all right, and there's this like huge drawn out shit at the end where you're just like, what the fuck? And it was that bad. I was passing out. Just I was just like, end, please end. <clears throat> No, I didn't watch. I didn't even watch that. Any movie that that dude was in. Maybe he's jacking off to Julia Roberts. Maybe it's a good sign. I would love. I would love for that to happen. <laughs> I don't think so. He's you probably know, jacking for... off to Huge Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that didn't. <laughs> oh, you. You're from my mother country.
He, my dad does describe men, though. You'll you'll hear him talk about. It. He's like, oh, he's like, you met him. He's a very good-looking man, striking features, and I just like, or he'll say handsome. He uses handsome to describe men, rather than just like he's just a dude. I don't know, brown hair, uh-huh. kind of fat. He's a ripping cock. His cock is magnificent. <laughs> it's marvelous. Spot on. <laughs> Loads of cock. Loads of balls. And a taint that can last (laughs) for miles. It's like a slip and slide. You can land a jet plane on that taint. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good Jewish myth. Massive taints. Um, alright. You ready? Yeah. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. (laughs) (laughs) What were you trying to do? (laughs) A fish voice? Start that. <laughs> you just spit beer all over yourself. 